Hey everyone, today is Thursday the 8th of July 2021. This is The Gap, episode 573. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. You bit, you bit tired, Job. What's going on? It's just cold. It's cold and I think, you know, when it's cold, you just get sleepy. Yeah. That's all it is. It's cold here too. I put a jumper on before. Sorry, I put a sweater on before right. we started here. Right. You're not allowed to call them jumpers over there? No. Yeah. Yeah. They kick your door in if they hear you. Yeah. No. Take you away. They're like, you're a danger to yourself, sir. There's no <laughs> need to do this. There are other ways. Like, I just, I'm just cold, mate. We're all cold and alone. That's the human condition. There's no need to jump. Anyway, um, we, mm. we sure went down that rabbit hole quick. Uh, yeah. No, it's cold. It's real fucking cold. I mean, it's probably not. How cold did it get over there? I think we talked about this. Right right now, it's no, 16. No, 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 no. In winter. In winter. How cold did it get? Oh, in winter. What's the coldest uh, it got? It, it gets down to like, uh, I don't know, like four, maybe. Four? Um, that's, that's, that's here temperatures. That's what it is here. I thought it would get really cold over there. That's it pathetic. probably does. You just don't notice it because uh, heating and all that sort of stuff. So it's not too bad. I refuse to it's use also my heater. summer here. We have an air conditioner, right? And mm. obviously, you know, it does heating as well, which is the great yep. thing about air conditioners. But I refuse to use it. I just put more layers yep. on. I just keep layering up and up and more and more and more. Yeah. So at the moment, we've got like 18 kilos of fucking blankets on the bed. And mm. at some point in the night, my wife will steal 12 of the uh, 15 layers of blankets and I will be like just shivering awake and my fingers will be blackened and and numb and I'll be like oh god I can I can see I can see the light dimming and like I'll try to light (laughs) another match but it just won't go and then they'll you know awake from the dream and I wasn't a little matchstick girl the whole time but it's getting close. It's definitely as it gets colder. Yeah, I'm gonna die, probably. But uh, oh, you need to realize. get that PC going. Like my my computer, I think it's dude. It's, uh, fires off a bit. When I'm sitting in here, well, you know, I got the window closed because I got my plants right. I got plants in here, and uh, they're dying because it's too fucking cold. But when I'm sitting in here with the fuck and the computer starts going, I'm playing some, you know, uh, hyper-intensive video game like, uh, I don't know, Bro Falls Ultimate Showdown, which makes Mm. my graphics card go at 100% for some reason because it's crypto mining. And, uh, yeah, my wife will walk in. Like, she'll open the door and walk in and, and, I don't know, see what I'm doing to catch me in the act of not working. And uh, yeah, she was like, oh my God, it's so warm in here. And then I'll walk, I'll step outside of my office and it's like stepping into a freezer. It's like stepping into a fridge from a reasonably- Duck when you walk out of the door and miss the icicles. Yeah. The shards like (laughs) hanging from the roof. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, the computer is the world's greatest heater. It's a problem when it's 40 degrees outside. That's that's a problem. That's an issue. But uh, yeah, when it's cold, it's pretty good. That's why, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
yeah, so uh, video games, videos, games, video games. There's a couple here, not a lot. It's been a slow week. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a weird news. couple of weeks, I think. It's gonna be a weird mm. couple of weeks. Uh, we're li- like running into a, a bunch of weird weeks. Um, but as the lockdown continues to get extended in yep. Sydney. It's not like I'm fucking going anywhere, so I'll find something to do, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair uh, yeah. Uh, it's that Steam sale. Still going. It's still going. I bought yeah. one game. What what did you buy? <laughs> what was it. what was the winner of the Steam sale? Before your eyes. That that is the only one I've picked up. Like that- that's the problem with Steam. I look at the list and I, I go, I've got like ninety eight percent of these games. Right. What Which is-, is good, I've already got it. Yeah. Did you want to talk about before your eyes now? No. no I'll right. do that later. All right. We must Let's adhere kick to off the with list. Hell let loose. Hell let loose. Uh, still playing this. We are, what, 19 days now away from the 1.0 launch of this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I still really, really, really like it. It's probably, at this point, it is my, you know, favorite game. Um, but there's no question that it's got problems. And uh, we had a couple of games this week, um, that sort of really underlined some of those problems. Yeah. Uh, we were you talking can't about blame other week. people though on the problems of the game. That I is can, I, unfair. I can't, I can't blame other people for some of these issues. No, uh, we were talking about it last week, actually, uh, how yeah. bad it is at onboarding new players but we had a game, yes, I think it was, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I don't know. It's, it's lockdown time, so all days merge into one another. But we had a game that has to have been the most infuriating thing. It, I think it was yesterday because it was, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, me, Drew, and Nate were playing together. We were a squad. We're playing uh, on offensive for some reason. Uh, they keep seeding the the mixed modes ma- uh, server that we like. We like to play on Big D, uh, which is a, a server community. Uh, but people mm-hmm. keep seeding the mixed modes instead of just the warfare one, which is infuriating. Uh, and mixed modes, there's two modes, right? In Hell Let Loose, uh, there's warfare, which is conquest, and then there's offensive, which is rush, and. Uh, as it is in every fucking game, Rush is just a, an inferior game mode to uh, Conquest. And uh, in Hell at Loose, it's particularly exacerbated by the fact that every time a sector is captured, 30 minutes is added to the fucking game clock. Uh, or not 30 minutes is added to the game clock. It's reset to 30 minutes. So every sector, you've got 30 minutes to cap a zone, Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, this one, like you just wind up, what are there? Five sectors It is if every fucking sector goes down to the fucking wire. And that is probably what you want to have happen. Like ideally a great feeling game has it go all the way down to the wire. Um, but it means that one map can take two and a half fucking hours 
and two and a half yeah two and a half fucking hours which is just ludicrous it's just out of control that's like even dota doesn't do that anymore um like yeah it's too much and that doesn't happen in warfare uh i think at max a game of warfare will go an hour and a half which is also still way too fucking long the problem is right you can't get any xp you don't save xp earned until the server fucking finishes so if you leave mid-round because an hour and a half for a game is unreasonable you just don't get that xp which is bad in my opinion i mean it's obviously bad um and yeah we were playing this offensive we were playing utah I was playing as a German sniper. I was popping the fuck off. I was fucking slamming. It was fantastic. Uh, I, I think I finished with like 50 kills on 10 deaths. Um, but I just, I was able to find these fantastic positions where I, I was just clapping cunts all over the fucking place. But we wound up in this situation where we just had to hold this one point and it got down to like 30 seconds left and uh, they managed to cap it and it was just gutting uh, because we had held on for so fucking long and that map had taken so goddamn long we just wanted it to be over I mean the the upside was the last sector they only have to capture one of the like every as with rush modes you capture a and b right and then you move on to the next sector uh but on the last sector you only have to capture a or b and so it's too like it's basically guaranteed at that point Mm -hmm. there's no way for you to split your offense to defend against if you failed to defend successfully for half an hour on a single point with your entire team there, there's no way you're going to split your fucking defense uh, to defend against an entire team's offense uh, across two points. This is never going to fucking occur, right? Um, which is obviously an oversight, but that's why Rush is a bad fucking game mode. Anyway, so we lost, th- we lost the next fucking sector in about, I don't know, six minutes, right? It was just, yeah, it was just a reminder that Rush goes way too long. Games in general in Hell Let Loose go way too long, which is a big criticism I have of it. Mm-hmm. And then the next map, I thought I was I thought I was annoyed about the time spent to lose in that last one, but holy fuck, man, we. We're playing this this time. It was uh, warfare, so we switch. It goes from offensive to warfare to offensive to warfare. Uh, rush to conquest, rush to conquest, and uh, me and Nate single handed, like literally as a two person team, walked in and capped a uh, a position behind our team, uh, but behind the enemy team rather, like just the two of us. And we had to fight off a bunch of fucking cunts to make this happen. We cleared out their fucking OP. Uh, they didn't have a Gary up, so we didn't have to clear that. But we cle- cleared our OPs and cleared out the fucking point, capped it for our team. And then um, our, like, so I think that 
you know, established us as the offensive squad, the squad that was doing work, capping, right? But our entire dipshit fucking team, right, never did anything to defend at all. And so when they back-capped us, so we, we pushed up to cap the next fucking objective and, like, the way you do... When you're a two-person uh, or a three-person, because Drew caught up with us after we capped that squad, uh, that, that position, we were sort of working our way to the next uh, objective and they back-capped behind us. And then they already had people on the next fucking objective. They had... Uh, We've done this a couple of times. They had uh, two sniper teams working in tandem. So uh, you can only have two recon squads, uh, which is the two-person sniper spotto combo. And um, yeah, they had two of them working in tandem. Um, And so what they did was one would cap one position and then they would leapfrog and go cap the next one. And they just fucking blitzed all the way through our shit. And our team, the best part about this was our team didn't have a fucking forward Gary up. One, one of the things that happens in uh, Hell at Loose is someone will spawn in and drive a supply truck up to the front line, drop a, a bunch of supplies and then build a garrison. I don't like the meta that that is created. I think it's a little bit tedious, right? It sort of takes the the grunt out of the the spawn at the start of a game but it is spectacularly efficient however what happened was this pair of dick dickheads just fucking drove to the front line dropped the supply crate with the supply truck then never built a gary and drove the fucking supply truck into a ditch and then ran off didn't even cap the middle fucking point ran off past Mm -hmm. it and then nobody, not a single squad leader who had spawned, and there were like two of them, built a fucking Gary. And so our only option was to fucking spawn all the way at the back and then run in. But we'd already pissed away all this time, right? Because if you don't spawn, like you can just walk to the fr- fucking front line and cap, right? But if you're waiting for someone to build a Gary because they're driving a fucking supply truck up to the front lines and dropping the fucking supply crate, and like if you're waiting for that, that's 90 seconds that you could have spent walking and that you haven't. And so now you've got to fucking weigh, right? Mm-hmm. Is someone going to go build this fucking Gary or do I walk for not like, do, do I have to wait for the Gary, which is a 40 second fucking time uh, countdown itself, uh, or do I, I, I make the fucking two-minute walk because the the 90 seconds is just to where the garrick would be and then there's another fucking 30 seconds to the fucking objective and then there's another 30 seconds past that and you like you're doing all these fucking maths right trying to work out what's going to be actually efficient do i wait for some cunt to actually build a fucking gary or i do do i do i just fucking walk it in nobody fucking built and so that should have been that should have been the fucking red alert that should have like in some ways, it's our fault for not registering that our team was chock-a-block full of fucking dipshits. But 
unfortunately, uh, we are too focused on doing good work on the front lines. And so we wound up in this situation where we had literally no Garys in our back line, like not a single one, uh, all the way back. And so they were able to leapfrog all the way to our fucking final point. And we went from literally capping their final point to having nothing, to scrambling to defend our own final point in the space of fucking five minutes. And uh, obviously the hardcore morons on our team failed to actually get back to that point either. They all went to the middle spawn instead of the fucking, they all went to try to cap, to that went on the attack. Uh, there, there were red flags. Right, there were red flags because a significant amount of them were trying to cap while we were playing rush. And on rush, once you lose a point, you cannot cap it back again. But they were all desperately attempting to cap that point. So uh should have been yeah, there are a lot of red flags that uh we didn't notice. Uh so yeah, in some ways it's definitely on us for allowing it to happen. But in some other ways, yeah, you just want to, like, play the game and not have to fucking babysit 40 fucking dipshits. Uh, that one goes back to the fact that the game does literally nothing to teach people how to play. Like, absolutely fucking nothing to explain what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to do it. And you just wind up in these situations where people have absolutely no fucking clue what they're doing. And you're begging them in the text chat to fucking do not even the right thing, just the fucking generally fucking smart thing. Or the not even the smart thing, just the, the average intelligence thing, right? The smart thing would be to go and build a bunch of Garys, but the average intelligence thing would be to get on the fucking circle and just fucking... Ca the amount of times I lose my fucking shit in Hell Let Loose because people will, like, just run around a fucking corner, right? For absolutely no reason. If you are on the circle, you are worth three fucking people capping a point once you leave the circle or die you're worth nothing it's pointless but if you're on the circle there's no reason to go like to to peek a corner if you're on the circle and capping and your team is capping that's it just fucking stay on the fucking circle find a fucking wall some sneaky fucking hedge and hide on that fucking circle. And then suddenly you are the one with the defensive position, right? You are the one who gets to dictate the terms of the engagement. If you have got the fucking position, then there's no need to go around the fucking corner. But the amount of fucking cunts who will fucking roll around. Oh yeah, well, we got to clear him off the point. No, you fucking don't. You absolutely fucking don't. All you need to do is hide against a fucking wall. That's it. But people just fucking don't get it. They absolutely don't get it because, and like, I remember being not in this situation, but in a similar situation, right? Having no clue what the fucking circle represented on some level, just based on, you know, decades of playing video games, I knew being on the circle would be better than not being on the circle. But one of the things that happens like on a warfare map in particular, right, is you'll walk into the the grid reference uh, or the, the sector that the neutral cap, the starting neutral cap is on, you'll walk into that sector and your team will immediately start 
capping, right? With nobody being, if you press M and look, you'll see nobody's in the circle and that teaches you bad things. That teaches you the wrong shit. Right, that teaches you, oh, well, I don't need to be on the circle to cap, I just need to be in the sector. And they never explicitly explain that being on the fucking circle is literally triple effective because they never explicitly explain fucking anything in the game. And that is a big concern that I have for hell at least when they get to version 1.0. The, the straight up incapacity, like I, I in my I, I made that video about how battlefield moments right, were um, devalued because DICE wanted to to create battlefield moments for you instead of allowing them to happen, right? But the flip mm-hmm. side for Hell Let Loose is that it is so fucking hands-off in, this, in, in every process that it has wound up in a situation where it doesn't even fucking tell you, like, the very slightest shit. And that is... Yeah. That is going to be devastating for the game in the long run, right? I don't think it needs to hold your hand or, you know, make make it easier to play or anything like that. But what it does need to do is, at the very least, teach people the fucking basics. Because I don't see how it can fucking exist without accomplishing that small fucking thing. And... I do not think they have any plans on rectifying it in the in the future. Anyway, uh, the other thing I don't like is that it takes fucking forever to level up shit, and that's infuriating. Like the 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 pace at which you level shit up is just ludicrous and renders their entire progression system basically moot. Because what the fuck is the point, right? If it takes you like ten games to get one level in fucking support or some shit, then you just don't play support, right? Because uh, if you play as support on the German team, you've got a fucking car 98 with no fucking, no scope or anything. So you're basically running around with a red dot sight car 98 waiting to get clapped by cunts. At least as a rifleman, you've got a fucking pistol sidearm. So you've got some fucking viability in a close quarters combat situation as a support guy you're rolling around with a fucking a supply crate a grenade and a a rifle that's as large as you are waiting for some someone with i don't know more than a rate of fire faster than fucking point fucking two a second to just wreck you it's idiotic uh so yeah you just feel like it's, it's just grindy. It's grindy for absolutely no reason. And it makes you hate these classes when they actually wind up being pretty fun if you play them in scenarios where you can do something good with them. Yeah. Like, even at the point where I'm at, I still feel like that I'm sort of uh, switching between, I think, like two, two classes in there. And even though I'm unlocking things, I still don't feel like it's 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 happening quick enough and also the stuff that i'm getting is kind of just like all right well this doesn't really seem to change much anyway yeah at this point and, and that's mainly be, probably because i just haven't unlocked much i think i'm like level two or level three yeah. or like my main class and i've played a decent amount of it but the things that i'm getting out of out of it are just not noteworthy or they're worthy, just not, yeah. don't seem worth important. anything yeah yeah 
Yeah, exactly, because you don't actually get any uh, material change to classes until, like, the third level unlock, mm. right? And so, but, it, like, and that that's a huge change, right? The change, I think every class unlocks a, except for the medic, unlocks a automatic weapon at level three. Right. Right? Uh, which is massive, right? It's backwards, in my opinion, though. Every class should have uh, an automatic weapon from the get-go. Because the new players, right, are going to get in, get fucking slapped with a car nine, <laughs> belted by some cunt who's played for fucking, I don't know, what I've played 100 hours, and I still don't have every fucking class to level three. Um, but yeah, get clapped by some cunt with 100 hours who has, yeah, an MP40 or an MP44 or a STG or tommy gun or some shit just get fucking walloped and they're gonna be like well i don't fucking like this game right and mm. obviously on some level the car the the like slow firing weapons should be higher level because like it makes sense in the sense like in that you're working towards getting better weapons right that makes sense right but it doesn't really scan with what those like those higher classes yeah. represent because they they're called like veteran or some shit right and those classes represent these people who are like good at the game not fucking people who are like i understand that they don't want you know every fucking gunfight to be some kind of fucking automatic spray cod fest call of duty fucking hip fire festival right but those slow firing weapons should represent a skill based choice and give you other options you know give you mm. give the support level 3 give support level 1 a, a, a smg and the basic supply crate right and people would actually play support nobody plays support uh, and then give support level 3 the car 9 and the supply crate and ammo that they can supply to other players. And then suddenly the really good support players, people who like playing support, will go play that role and they'll like hand shit out, right? And they actually support it. They're the fucking proper fucking support players. You'd be like, that guy, I want that guy with me. Nate plays a really good fucking support play, uh, class. Like he, he will roll around. He keeps you fucking full of fucking ammo he's like on fucking on the fucking money with his fucking shooting and all that like when nate's playing support your team your fucking squad can do as much as a fucking half the other enemy team and we have done it multiple fucking times like that time uh last week i think it was when i was talking about how we like single-handedly held hill 400 while the rest of our fucking squad was off uh rest of our team was off fucking failing to attack another fucking point um yeah, like that was all down to Nate's support ability, right? Like reward that by having like, they've got these like level six classes. Have them get the really good fucking gun again, right? Have it like staggered that way. Have it so that you play a good version of the class. You play a, or you play a, a good weapon version of the class. You play a good version of the class, and then you play a good weapon and version of the class. Have it like that, and people would want to play these fucking classes, maybe learn to enjoy them, and then learn 
to enjoy them and and play them well. And like I think that would be significantly better for the game instead of what they've got. But you can never explain these things to people because as soon as you said, oh, I want to give level one players uh, SMG, all the fucking... Like, there's, there's too much, right? There's too many people now who have ranked up to, like, level 10 or some shit who are like, well, I earned my fucking... You know, I you yeah. know, I I had to do it the hard way. Why should these new players you'd be like, Well, do you want fucking new players to play? Yeah. It's or, early access, dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> for true. a reason. Right? Like don't you want more people to enjoy this game? Like they, they, you've played it for a thousand hours. Surely you can outshoot them without needing better weapons? Or what have you been doing for a thousand hours? Like, yeah, you can't yeah. explain these things to people because they they've got this idea in their mind and it's entrenched and it doesn't matter if, like, I like, fuck, I've got this idea in my mind and it's entrenched and I believe that this is absolutely the solution and uh, maybe there is an argument against it, but I would want to fucking hear the argument against it. Oh, I I want to fucking test it to see like how much merit it has but my gut says the argument against it would be well you know i earned my way out of the garbage weapons why should i have to fucking put up with garbage weapons again in which case mm. fuck that shit or oh, i don't want everyone rolling around with fucking uh smgs it's just going to turn into smg spam it's like well yeah like i don't know if you've played the game much missed a thousand hours but like at certain engagements, uh, engagement ranges, the the car nine claps the fucking Tommy gun. So mm -hmm. maybe just pick your engagement ranges. Like you've played enough to know the maps, right? I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, still really enjoying. Hell at loose, obviously. I just spent ages fucking complaining about it, but I was just trying to fucking mix things up a little, I guess, uh, mm. from my usual fucking... Woo! Uh, yeah, we do have some fucking killer games. Uh, and, like, yeah, that sniper game, despite us losing it at the last second, uh, we did, like, it was fucking epic the way it went down. Like, just fucking nonstop. Um, it just yeah. felt like I was hitting all my shots and shit and that was fucking rad um yeah that's about it i don't know um hell at least continues to be cool oh i had this one fucking i just remembered uh i had this one game where i'd lay underneath the fucking uh the barrel of a uh what do they got the fucking sherman tank like the barrel was sticking out over the fucking wall above me. And anytime it would shoot, I, I would immediately go to, you know, like you've got like degrees of suppression. So mm. you like a little bit suppressed and things are tiny bit blurry. But when you're fully suppressed, it's gray and super blurry and you can't make anything out. Anytime it would shoot full fucking suppression and I'm like laying underneath of it, uh, under, underneath the thing. And then people would like run uh, past the the fucking 
uh, Yankees would run past this fucking tank, past the wall, and I'd like shoot them as I <laughs> went past and I'm lying underneath this fucking tank. And then uh, they stopped. I, I popped like an outpost uh, near this tank. They must have thought it was like a safe position. They never came to find me, which was weird, right? They never worked out where they were being sh- shot from or something. I, I don't know why, how I got away with, with it. I assume they just figured they were being shot from the fucking, uh, the main position. But uh, anyway, once they stopped coming over this fucking wall, I was anti-tank and I popped up and, uh, you know, I was playing on the German side. So I had the Panzerfaust right next to this fucking Sherman. Two on the side, exploded over and done with, went and popped another fucking OP, shot another couple of people. It was fucking spectacular. And uh, yeah, people like people on our team could see me lying under this fucking tank for so long. I fucking waited that shit out. So cool. It was rad. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully they uh, have a good launch, but I guess we'll wait and see. Because I remember like watching those... 30 minute videos when we started playing just to learn like the basics of what you're supposed to be doing and what things mean and then like jumping in and (laughs) telling you guys like yeah you got to stay in the circle because that gets you like triple points or like like these and you're like what are you talking about no (laughs) that doesn't make any sense and you look it up you're like oh actually this wikipedia page says so (laughs) it's one of those things where like yeah, I think that's an issue of like having to learn how to play these games because they are so uh, dense. Like they're leaning, they're leaning on things that we don't see in games anymore. You know, yeah. like like it, it's got this, um, uh, like the backbone of Hell Let Loose is the old Battlefield games, but Battlefield shifts it so far away from that stuff is that like you don't see that anymore and so when people come in they expect a game to play a certain way and it doesn't and so they end up with these bad habits of thinking they know how to play it but they don't but the game doesn't tell you yeah that's not how you play it and so then people just get frustrated and you end up with you know this bleed of players because uh it just can't retain those new people coming in yeah, they're exactly. just getting wiped. They bounce off. So yeah, they need to do something to to sort that out because they're gonna have a. I think they're gonna have an influx of players when this comes in, hopefully. Um, but well, it seems like they get see. yeah they get a lot of new people for the free weekends and people seem to have yeah, fun. Yeah. And, but like it is, yeah. I mean, yeah, we were saying it last week. Uh, it's incomprehensible. It's difficult to fucking mm. work out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think they'll. I don't think they'll solve it by launch. Uh, but it'd be nice if they did. I really want to play fucking. I mean, yeah. There's enough people playing still uh, that I'll, mm. I'll be able to get a decent server uh, for Stalingrad, but. I just want to make sure I can play Stalingrad as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on here. What we got next, uh, Dead by Daylight, is on list. The uh, fifth anniversary tour is still on. Hmm. Um, I think it's one more week of of uh, rewards and things like that for logging in. Um, 
So I think by now you probably would have got your, uh, I think it was 9,000 blood shards that were given away, which is basically a free yep. free character. Yeah. Um, stacks of blood points as well. I think like half a million just for logging in. Yep. And they've got these uh, offerings that they were also dishing out, which give you a hundred and was it 105% boost plus stacks with other everyone people. else so you does it with- and everyone in it gets the boost so mm. yeah you play these fucking games with five cakes and provided you don't come up against the survive with friends <laughs> who rush gens who just want to end the game quickly right <laughs> i had like man i had a game where everyone popped cakes and these dudes like this crew of four they uh rushed all the gens as fast as possible uh like as fast as possible and they got pretty lucky with the generator fucking spawns Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh like when we finished they're all rank three and above and I'm a lowly rank 10. And I wrote, GG, why cake and rush gens though? Right? Because yeah. I got, I still got like 20k points. Yeah, you get the points. They don't get any points. Right? They, like, two of them didn't even get fucking 15,000 points. And I'm like, yeah. why? Like, what was the fucking point of that then? Right? Like, because it just multiplies whatever you got. So... They wouldn't have even gotten fucking 100k. And they're like, oh, why why play the objective? Because that's how fucking Dead by Daylight works, rank 10. Maybe you should fucking learn how to fucking play. And I'm like, oh, I'm not... Like, do you do you. I'm just saying, why pop the cakes? And like one of them like starts going on about how I tunneled and all this kind of shit. I'm like, I didn't... I. I'm literally just wondering why you would pop these cakes and then not farm because we all could have gotten lots and lots of points. Hmm. No. No, they weren't having a bar of it. I have had, ever since I reached rank 10, uh, I have had the most toxic games of Dead by Daylight. It is ludicrous (laughs) the way these people fucking lose their fucking minds. And it's because I think, I don't know what it is, but I am... I don't, I'm not seeing any level, like, rank 10 survivors. I'm only seeing rank 5 and above survivors for some fucking reason. And Hmm. they just, they're just cunts. They're just mad cunts. Like, you say GG in the the end game, right? And I will, like, if someone's got a fucking gold trail after them, it makes them extremely easy to find, right? Unbelievably easy to find. And... I always let them go because I know they're trying to get their fucking, their gold or like whatever the fuck they are. I don't really understand the purpose of it because I'm still- It's just a plane. cosmetic item. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really get the crown or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I'm not trying to get it myself because uh, I'm only playing Pyramid Head so I don't fucking count for him. Um, no. But I'm letting them get out if they have it on them. And- They'll be standing there at the fucking gates, teabagging away. I'll say GG afterwards, and they'll be like, lol, you're so shit. Uh, No wonder you're ranked 10. Like, no wonder you're ranked 10 appears to be the common fucking 
refrain You're from anyone. You're probably just playing the same five dudes. Only. No, because I, I think I've said this before, but I note their names because next time I see any of these cunts who shit talk me, I'm going to face camp them. Like, that's my entire plan is I have a list of cunts that I'm going to fucking face camp. Uh, and if I ever see him again, yeah. I am. I'm going to fucking face camp him. You're yeah. like Jay and Silent Bob when they rock up to the internet troll's yeah. houses. You, the one who is the butt licker. <laughs> um, yeah. No, 100%. I am. Uh, what the fuck do I care? But it is just wild. The shit these people say when I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to play the version of Dead by Daylight that I think is supposed to... Like the game is supposed that is is supposed to exist, and they're playing mm. this fucking esport version of the game, and I just don't understand what what makes it worse is that, like, yeah, when they've got this gold trail or when they're playing like I've played enough Pyramid Head, I've got the right perks on him now instead of just whatever dumb perk I've got in the moment. I could, I could 4K them pretty much all the time now. I think, mm. like, they desperately need to bring that back, that fucking killer matchmaking shit, because I also constantly get, like, I was playing as Trapper, because I I hate the dailies. I hate that I've got always got two Survivor dailies and one killer daily, because I only play killer. You can ditch. You can yeah, recycle. I always get a fucking new fucking Survivor daily for some dumb reason. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was playing as Trapper, yeah. Because he was my daily. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's try it. And uh, I haven't leveled up Trapper at all. Like, at all. Mm. So I'm sitting there in the lobby, desperately trying to get some perks for this cunt. And I got to, like, rank rank 9 or level 9 or whatever. Didn't quite yeah. get the third one so I could get rank 10 so I could get my third perks. So I'm, like, going to this thing with two fucking perks. Two one-rated <laughs> perks. I'm like... And they just, like ran circles around me because i don't know how to play trapper either although i did yeah. like we we walked out like the good thing was they were actually pretty cool about it right but it sh mm. i should not have been against up against rank threes like i was like i finished mm. the game i think i got like 150k points because like four no three of us caked and i three gen them uh, which was good. And I had a lot of traps down between these three gens. Uh, and I just sort of kept bouncing between them, but they just run off and heal and whatever. I'd kick the gens and like, yeah, yeah. put new traps down, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really know what I'm doing. I finished the game. Yeah, we got a bunch of points. And yeah, look, and they're all like rank three. They're all clearly together. I'm like, hey guys, GG's. I haven't played Trapper before, but at least we got to farm some points. And they were like, yeah, we could tell. Uh, but at least you got the three gen, so that was good. And they were like, give me some tips, which was nice. But all I could think about was, shouldn't I be using this fucking level nine killer against some people who, I don't know, are around rank 15 or above? Like who also have very little idea of what they're doing because it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I know they'll bring it in at one point, but clearly they've abandoned it to just do. They're still testing it. They, 
they every once in a while they'll chuck it in like hey we're running we're running matchmaking um right the mmr algorithm whatever it is Hmm. um and they had some issues with it last time with some of the characters but like for the most part it was working okay Uh, the, the issues that sort of pop up with it is is how sweaty do you want to be playing right it's yeah. it's supposed to be a casual game mm. um and if you're a good killer who's constantly getting put up against like survive with friends groups who are good the entire time you're going to be playing this game is going to be like a fucking esport <laughs> and yeah. like doing the shit that you're talking about like trying to set up three gens and and like playing a completely different way than what you normally play and so it becomes this weird thing of like do i want to play that game do i do i want to be constantly like playing the best of my ability or am i just trying to have fun yeah um so i think that's where they're gonna have a bit of an issue with and yeah i don't know how they'd fix that they like they've done a decent job of incentivizing players to play a fun way through the blood point system but people yeah People rate wins higher than they do blood points. That's the problem. People will rank themselves based on their win percentage over the the amount of points they get. And I think that's the mistake. They need to make that clearer that having more points is better than having less Mm. points. Or having more points and a loss, a technical loss, is better than having fewer points and a win. Somehow they need to emphasize that that divide because that's the only way they really rectify that the the cultural problem that that dead by daylight has you know something else speaking of sweaty shit that i keep noticing between the survive with friends dickheads is uh they will instant uh, instantly unhook someone i'll put them up i'll walk five fucking meters they'll unhook them and then the person who got unhooked will, will body plock yeah and so yeah. I'll hit them and they'll get their sprint burst, right? Yeah. And then I'll chase the person who unhooked them. And then that person the, who I just unhooked will come and body block again, right? And I'll hit them down. And then in the chat afterwards, they'll be like, oh, you're such a fucking tunneler. And we're like, so am I not supposed to fucking hit you then? Like, I don't understand. What fucking unspoken rule of this, right? When I'm... A dude with a giant pyramid on my head, right? What unspoken rule am I... Because clearly I didn't do a lot of schooling with this mm-hmm. pyramid on my head. What fucking unspoken rule have I missed here? Like, yeah, I, I assume they're trying to fucking bait out a DS or some shit, right? Like the decisive strike, right? I assume they've got that because I just slug them. I just leave them on the fucking yeah. ground and continue to fucking chase the other person because I don't give a fuck um, anymore about you know that stuff i just don't understand the Mm. fucking chat afterwards right i just i'm trying to work out the culture at play here perhaps i should just stop reading like just because you know i've got to install on my m2 drive don't even gg just fucking click through just (laughs) click on through but yeah i like like i like the idea of i like it when i talked like when i talked to those the survive with friends group who were giving me tips on how to be a better trapper and shit. That was cool, right? There's this, there's these moments where you have this sense of community where everyone is sort of having 
the same experience or playing the same fucking game where nobody's a fucking mm. dickhead. And then you go and see if it's going to happen and the next four games, no, nah, everyone's just a cunt about it. And you're like, what is, like, why? I don't understand. And also, like, I let, I let you go. Like, you were, t- I think you were talking about last week how you have to make it really obvious that you're letting yeah. them go. Because sometimes yeah. I'll just, like, let like them run. Them. <laughs> but, like, yeah, now, like, this last week, once you said that, like, I, I found myself actually doing that. Like, I will I will body block them in front of the gate without hitting them. I'll just sort of, like, walk while they're half injured. I'll walk in front of them backwards and push them away just so they know that I could fucking kill them at any fucking point that I wanted. Because otherwise, yeah, it seems like... They think they got away with some shit. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I do the sometimes like with the um, with the one you're talking about with uh, borrowed time, where somebody unhooks the uh, the person on the hook. They get uh, it's Bill's perk borrowed time, and so he gets or that or she gets uh, twelve seconds of um, like a protection hit. Where they if you hit oh, yeah. them, they get that. Um, that speed boost and also they don't take any damage and so if i if i see somebody that clearly has been unhooked and they're running towards me or like trying to body block mm. i would just follow them for, like i'll start counting right and once i get to 12 i hit them <laughs> and then i'll be like yep good that worked out well like clearly like if you're going to try and play games like i can do exactly the same thing yeah. I can just i can wait it out uh, and sometimes you see them panic, but there's other things I'll do. Like if it's the if if I'm up against one other person, and I think like we had a good game or something, and like I'm gonna try and give them hatch. I'll pick them up, and if they don't wiggle, like I'll usually just walk them around the map and just try yeah. and find the hatch. Yeah. But like if they start wiggling, like you got to show them who's boss and be like, no, <laughs> you go onto the hook if you keep wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge over here. Stop it. Um, um, yeah, man. It sounds it sounds weird. Like I don't get a lot of that stuff, and I wonder if it's just a. Uh, we might have talked about it last week, but just the the nature of, um, the player base being smaller, and so, like, because when, when I play, I usually get like seven, like at most rank seven to to ones. And yep. usually the seven is part of maybe like the survive with friends group, but for the most right. part, they're pretty on point with um, ranking me up against those types of people because it's purely just based off of because you're that rank one ranking right? system. Yeah, I'm a rank one. I wonder sure, if it's survivor. I'm like three. Right. Yeah, I wonder if it's more to do with you know how like. Uh, when you get like in in the high MMR ratings for other games, there's like a mm. threshold where you like there's like a like almost like a a, a sector where everyone is yeah. super fucking toxic and anyone below it, right? I remember this with uh, Overwatch, um, right? Anyone below uh, like. Diamond, was it? Like, uh, to gold, right? Between mm. there, everyone was just the saltiest, most toxic cunt hole. And then below gold, 
people were just having the fucking time of their lives. And above it, everyone was sort of just like also having the time of their lives. But like, there's this giant fucking gulf where everyone is just a fucking turd. And hmm. I wonder if it's like that. Maybe you've like breached through to the other side. Maybe you're on the on the good side and you only get put up against these fun people who are having fun and being real good at the game and obviously it's super sweaty but like at the same time they're not cunts about it. And meanwhile, yeah. being ranked 10, I'm deep in the fucking doldrums and just getting put up against these people who believe they should be higher ranked but keep getting put up against rank 10 killers who appear to be able to fucking wallop them and then let them go and they're, they're sad about it or some shit. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, there's got to be something at play there. But, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I've been having fun playing every now and then. I've discovered that I can buy uh, teachable perks from the store. Yeah, but they're yeah. expensive. 1,500. 1,500 points. 1,500 points. Yeah, but you could... Right, but you're just getting one perk, right? Mm. And so technically there's a there's usually a couple that goes with a killer. And so I with with getting the killer or the usually the killer gets an extra power, right? right? Um and so I I just find it better to save up for the nine K and then buy the the actual uh killer. I've got all I've unlocked all the killers at this point. Um, but the ones you you can't get are the I guess the uh, um, the licensed characters. Yeah. You can't spend your your points on that anyway. Yeah, so I saw um, um, Ghost, was Ghostface. Ghostfaces. They've been uh, recycling them every day. The yeah, last yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good. Time. He had yeah. um yeah Ghostface has one that I I like had a a perk that I really wanted. Um, I'm all ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because anytime they fucking jump over, like when I'm on the chase and they'll jump over fucking yeah. through a window, uh, yeah. I can see them for fucking ages. <laughs> yeah, see you can see for where they're standing. The problem and with, because I've run that one a lot. Right, the problem with it is it, it's only like every, is it every 20 seconds or something? Uh, 35, kicks in? isn't it? I don't know. Oh, it's okay, not it's that often. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, ads, but it's still fucking hilarious. It's still fucking hilarious, and I get them fucking yonks away with the old rights of punishment. Uh, mm. Yeah, which is basically everything. That's all I want to yeah. do is is whack hunts from ages away. Mm. I'm getting good at yeah, like putting putting my trail down in front of windows that they're going to jump through as well. That's been getting better as well. Like suddenly, I know where they're going to fucking go when they run because they this is their loop but like that's the one opportunity where they can't fucking walk through it to avoid the like getting the the barbed wire and you can rights of torment yeah the torment yeah um yeah so once they jump through the window or in front of fucking when they hide in uh lockers lockers you do it out out the front of the locker, so when they hop out, they cop it. They would they. Yeah. I've noticed they do that a lot to try to distract me or you know lure me over, and then I'll walk up and they'll burst out and I'll get stunned. But I just do the trail, <laughs> and then I'm all right, whatever. When you're ready, mm. uh, yeah. But yeah. 
I've been I've been unlocking a lot of the survivor um perks, get them up to level forty to get all of them, and then I'll go to the next one. But um, still working my way through it. But I'm I'm definitely playing like at this point, survivor is probably the most I've played since I've maybe since I first started playing the game because I used to play Survivor when I first started playing yeah. um, but then I moved across as a more of a main killer but uh, yeah I'm like I think I'm rank 3 or 4 maybe at this point as Survivor and that's probably the highest I, I've, I've been yeah, right. um, since I started playing which is you know you get, you get some interesting you get some really interesting games to play like sometimes you can just you can tell when a you're going to have a rough game just by looking at the hooks <laughs> being like okay yeah there's a bunch of uh um because you put charms on the hooks and some right. of them if i look at them and i'm like oh that is like literally the last charm for the the rift for this month or for this season right they've obviously spent a shitload of hours um, and i know it's going to be a, a fucking struggle because they know what they're doing but then yep. you get other games where you just like not not everybody plays the same as you know some people are rank one because they just they just play a lot of it eventually you're gonna get there um whereas other people are extremely good and they don't get anywhere other than rank one or rank two so yeah i think when this when this new matchmaking system comes in it's gonna be interesting to see what they end up doing with like trying to balance it and make it fun like because I definitely don't want to play sweaty games every single time I jump in. Like, I don't want to be matched up against Survive with friends every time I jump in there. I don't yeah. mind playing it every once in a while, but not every fucking game. Because that's what that for, for top tier killers, that is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to go up against teams the entire time. Right. And that's not how the game is supposed to be balanced. That's how uh, it's, like, it Survive works with friends. All the time in Australia, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. laughs> That's what you get. Um, That's what I get, yeah. You, you checked out the new uh, Raccoon City Police Department map. They enabled it. They've yeah. got people playing in it now. Oh, it's my God. It's a fucking nightmare, eh? The Delete first time it. you jump in. Remove it from the fucking pool, from the game, yeah. from existence. It's Holy a good map, shit. though. Like- I've played I've played it twice because you get it. It's still random. You get it randomly. Uh, I've played it twice. Yeah. Once is Pyramid Head. In which case, uh, it's an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, there are these half stairwells, not real stairwells, half stairwells all over the fucking place that actively block my big rights of punishment sweep. They just won't go. They won't go down it. They won't go up it. So yep. as soon as they so get on the stairwell, I can't fucking do them anymore. Um, which, yeah, you may as well have fucking neutered Pyramid Head. You can't, like, you just can't put shit together on any yeah. platform as, as long as there's a half stairwell behind and people fucking know it and they will camp out on that fucking half stairwell. Um, and so you wind up in these situations where, yeah, he's just not fast enough to catch him, uh, which is painful. But I did play one round as Michael Myers and yeah. it was fucking hilarious because there's so... Like, you stand on the fucking balcony in the fucking middle... And they'll just yeah. like you catch four <laughs> of them wandering around. around, and you're at fucking rank three, or you're on the cusp of rank three, and then you drop down, pop rank three, and just fucking start stabbing cunts. I had to literally let one of them go, and then hook the other three because otherwise the game would have been over within fucking two minutes. <laughs> it was 
heinous. I had rank three, like fucking that as Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was out of control. It was very fucking funny. And so after I let them get back to their feet, uh, we just wound up having an extraordinarily fun game because it was just one of those, like they seemed to get that I wasn't going to fucking, I could have deep yeah, dicked they them. They got that you won. Yeah. <laughs> like, please and sorry. so we just no sort more. of roamed around, <laughs> mad chases, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I wound up 3King and letting the one person who found a gold crown go in mm. the end. But the layout's always the same, isn't it? Right? They change the it's gen not- locations, but the actual map layout is always the same. I mean, the, the actual map is exactly the same, but yeah. what they do is they, yeah, the, so they the gen locations are different, totem spawns are different, the uh, pallets are different, and there are a couple of sections that they sort of like change doors oh, around. Oh, yeah, like bouncy drop-offs and stuff, off. right? Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the, uh, the basement as well moves around a little bit, but for the most part, it's not like... Um, I guess it's kind of similar to, to like the school, whereas it's a set like the other maps are tiles, are sort of like tiles jammed together and you get similar maps, but every once in a while, like the actual looping areas switch around. The tiles are different. Um, whereas this one is, it's pretty much the same. It's sort of like the school uh, where the school is that two story uh, square environment where they, um you know there's stuff in there that is kind of different every once in a while but for the most part it's pretty similar every time you play it so that's what raccoon city police department is it's pretty similar every time you jump in there just the the stuff that they switch around is very minute and so it becomes easier to learn um compared to some of the other maps because because they are based off of like the other maps are a random tile set so you'll see stuff that you recall you know sort of how things with uh certain structures will be and that sort of stuff but there's so many more like ways that that can play out and the the way the walls are sort of laid laid out together and, and that that so that takes some like just playing it you got to play the game to learn about it whereas uh raccoon city police department is you've just got to play that map and then learn it yeah. like where are the stairs where are the you know where where's the basement at and uh, where are the hooks gonna be and that sort of thing so once you actually jump in there it's, I think it's a very put well like realized map the the actual um how faithful it is to the game is excellent i just don't think it's a good map because it's it's so it's big ridiculous <laughs> it is enormous. ridiculously big and like yeah. just when you think you found the fucking edge there's like some outdoor area and like you are they fucking included this shit are you fucking nuts like good lord that is out of control why why would why would I go outside out the back here? That's bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, cool. Anything cool. else to add? Nah, nah. No. Uh, right. no. Uh, yeah, if people are interested. That that uh, fifth anniversary event is still running for another week. Yep. I think the game is still on sale. You can jump in still, grab those uh, blood shards, get a free character um get those cakes and all that sort of thing it's uh still running so check that out and i think they're doing they're they're testing the new uh, mid-season chapter patch at the moment which they're giving uh trickster a buff and uh a few other changes in there some ui updates and uh reskinning some of the maps and 
general sort of balance patches and that sort of thing so yeah exciting um all right let's keep on going here what is cruelty squad cruelty squad is the uh the game that has taken the uh the uh post ironic internet by storm it is a uh described as an immersive sim although i don't really agree with that fucking uh analysis uh it is a it's it's basically uh hitman as a first person Mm. shooter i guess is the best way to to describe it um oh i've seen this yep yeah um (laughs) yeah you are uh it's like it's it's kind of funny right and then uh yeah but also like objectively garbage uh uh like when i say object like it's it's designed to be garbage but like that's part of the aesthetic and part of the humor and all this kind of stuff and then you wind up in these situations where it's like "Mm, okay cool i think i get it but yeah it's just not for me um i played a couple of hours of it uh because you sort of wind up doing these single level this single level over and over and over again until you really get how to play it the tutorial is terrible just getting into a game is terrible like it's impossible to fucking work out how you're supposed to fucking get in and the tutorial abs it doesn't really fucking tell you anything beyond how to crouch uh some buttons but like the, the you will you'll fucking like the first thing i did right when i walked into the tutorial level before i'd even done anything was kick a dude to death because the button that usually is you usually interact right so you go into this fucking office right you, you watch the cutscene, and the guy's like you know you just woke up from your depression happened um come work for the sec's hit squad or it's like a private company's version of the sec's hit squad and it's this weird world where uh corporations rule and money rules and you're trying to make money and all this kind of stuff and then yeah it's like you go into the tutorial level where it's supposed to tell you how to do these things and you walk up to the front desk and this like you press like press e and you lean and you're like okay well f and you press f and you kick a guy to death and then you're like all right so i guess that one's on me i should just look at the fucking controls in the fucking escape menu right and then you look at the controls in the escape menu and you learn how to actually do things and then you go and do the tutorial and all it really does is tell you those exact same things but after the point where you would normally fucking learn them because you kicked a dude to death is your first fucking action when you were trying to work out what the fuck was going on r is interact you reload by holding the right mouse button and dragging down um like all these kinds of things it's off-putting right and it's supposed to be off-putting but there's a layer here of uh obtuse right and obtuseness is something that i personally do not enjoy right obtuseness being the uh the aspect of something being deliberately difficult to understand right um specifically and deliberately difficult to understand 
is the you know the quality of being obtuse and it's not something that i personally enjoy uh i do understand uh why people would chase that feeling because there is something cool right about digging past it getting past the it's almost like there's it's a puzzle to be solved right obtuseness provides people with a puzzle that needs to be solved and once you solve that puzzle there's something extremely satisfying about the success right the the capacity to have solved it and uh yeah cruelty squad plays deeply into that uh that exact feeling because everything about it is designed to confuse you uh in a way that is specifically unhelpful um i had to like like yeah you play things and like i got that feeling i got the feeling that it was designed to engender uh when i was playing through the actual first level and i was like hunting down and i'm like oh okay well so i can go basically anywhere and i can like climb through vents and i can like if i go down this path i can find a cool like super scoped assault rifle which is pretty fucking cool and i learned that you know i needed to get levels out of uh sorry get weapons out of the level i had to complete the level to successfully unlock a weapon and so that's sort of okay so that's how you unlock weapons you've got to find them in the level and successfully extract them and i need like there's a risk reward element there i could like mm. grab the rocket launcher and the shotgun and try to get out with both of them or i could do it a little bit slower and bring like my silence pistol still plus the rocket launcher and get that out and then get the shotgun and then get the assault rifle and sort of do it that way and then like so yeah, it plays that sort of analytical style of, of risk-reward play where you need to to weigh your benefits against your, your risks, which is good. I think it's it's a good system and it, it's fun because you specifically, like you deliberately fucking hamstring yourself by, by attempting these things. But then you die a couple of times and the border around the screen changes and you're like, what the fuck? Does that mean you don't even really notice until like your brain makes the mental connection between the border around the screen and the door that no longer opens and the door that no longer opens is exactly how you got to the rocket launcher and you're like, how come I can't get to the rocket launcher? I don't really understand. And then you try to work it out as best you can and then you cave and you go look at a guide and it tells you what has happened and the guide tells you how to fucking fix it and fixing involves going to a secret level in the tutorial that uh is it in the tutorial or in the maybe in the first level i, I can't remember uh but it involves i think it involves changing your game resolution down to the like 640 by 480 so that you can see the door and you're like at what point would i've so i no, I think I'm done. I think I'm finished with this game. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. And it's basically the world tendency system from Demon Souls. Right? The more you die, uh, except I think it's in the reverse. The more you die, the easier the game gets. Uh, but the less you can acquire from each level. Uh, and, uh, and 
once you get to a certain point, you have to like, I think it's the the tutorial level and the first level, uh, sorry, the last level in the game, you need to like do something, uh, pray to a shrine and that's how you get, you fix it. And I'm just like, you know what? If this game somehow expects me to have ever come close to working this shit out around all this other bullshit. Mm. That's too much. And I, yeah, I don't know, man. It just isn't for me under any circumstances. And I don't think it's for most people. And then it sort of reminds me of the a massive problem with like the, the, the way reviews work, right? Because you wouldn't, I don't know, like you couldn't write a review explaining everything I just explained without getting fucking dumped on heavily, right? People don't want to fucking hear that you think their favorite game of all time and this uh, this esoteric, uh, insane, unique experience that they've loved more than anything is kind of specifically and deliberately fucking incomprehensible and it doesn't help that david jaffe was like shitting on it from the fucking get-go and now it's sort of like there's this cultural aspect to the way we uh talk about fucking games that and i hate hate talking about the concept of our games art but i do think that the way we talk about games is holding back uh their artistic qualities because you cannot fucking discuss the nature of a game's like qualities without it becoming some sort of fucking cultural battleground. It's just mm-hmm. ludicrous. Anyways, yeah, it's a bad game in my opinion. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that's it, right? Is that you sort of align yourselves with people whose opinion you also align with, or a similar like the whole notion of uh like oh, ign gave game one a nine but they only gave this game a seven and it's mm. like we, all right yes maybe but also it's possible that two different people wrote those reviews and yeah. they have different tastes in games and like yeah it's not a definitive list or like not even just ign but just any yeah. outlet like aligning it to like this outlet gave this thing a score and I don't agree with it because they gave this other game a score that is wrong. It's like, well, all right. I mean, a person wrote that. That's their opinion. They can yep. say what they want about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've I've seen this game around for a, a while now, and it just looks like something that does not appeal to me at all. It's not my yeah. type of game, so I never checked it out. It's inter- you um, know, like the the art style. Like if you look it up, right. Uh, you look at, at the fucking aesthetic and it looks yeah. like... Is there an aesthetic? Right? It looks like fucking... I don't know. Someone gave the fucking Rage logo. Remember Rage on ABC? Gave the Rage logo yeah. sentience and then tasked it with fucking creating a video game. Uh-huh. And yeah, it looks like this fucking glitch art nightmare 
uh, hypercolor nightmare. Um, what's really interesting, what was interesting to me is that after I finally worked out how to change the resolution uh, and screen to full screen, and after I'd played a couple of like times through the first real level, not the tutorial, I didn't really notice the art style anymore. Like that was, I found that really interesting and really intriguing. I thought that was actually pretty cool, uh, but it is like immediately off-putting and it's, I think it's supposed to be deliberately off-putting. But I think the, the same philosophy uh, sort of translates into these gameplay aspects that just do not equate to anything other than deliberate fucking confusion, uh, deliberate obtuse uh, tedium. Yeah, the world tendency thing, the um, the weapons thing, and and like they they're cool until you sort of dig a little bit deeper. Or, or the stock market thing. You play the stock market to get money and it's pretty easy. I made a bunch of money, but it's sort of also just boring. It's just tedious to do. And mm. um, it's not like in Grand Theft Auto, well, it wasn't in my experience, like Grand Theft Auto where you can do things to directly impact the stock market. Um it's more like, oh, okay, well, I can watch this bar climb and then try to sell before it dips too far or something like that and change to a different fucking stock. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, all of these interesting ideas and they're executed in ways that are very, like, interesting and then once you dig a little bit deeper, they just sort of feel a little, they, they just add to a, a overall sense of tedium as mm. you realize, okay, well, I guess I just, I guess I just got to look this up or I guess I just got to wait for this to happen or I just got to do this part again or I just got to do this. And like, I think once you resolve yourself to being like, oh, I guess I just, yeah, it doesn't wind up being fun. And I think that's, you know, uh, games don't have to be fun, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, look, I don't think tedium is a, a, an emotion you want to evoke from hmm. a consumer of your medium. Anyway, yeah, not for me. Uh, absolutely okay. not for me. Would not recommend. Yeah. But if you're enjoying it, uh, like. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, you're just weird. Um, all right, you that's Cruelty Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out if you want to. Uh, what else we got? Pummel Party. Pummel Party. Uh, I had, I've owned this for fucking ages. It would appear. Um, it's a like a board. It's it's basically Mario Party, right? Uh, but with um, I don't know, no licensed Nintendo characters. You roll around a board game, uh, a game board. You roll dice. You move to different spots, and things happen. And then you play a bunch of mini games, and that sort of changes the layout of your situation. And 
I did not like the board game aspect at all, but I did have quite a bit of fun with the mini game aspect. If they were like, I, I think it's a really fun game. Um, mm. We were playing, um, me and Johnny Bravo were playing together. We, we had some AIs uh, and yeah, we just, we just played the mini games. It was good. Like I thought it was really well executed uh, in the sense mm-hmm. that like, these these mini games are well thought out and just kind of fun, right? Like, yeah, I just think they did a really good job with with them. I uh, would very much like to play it with more people. I think we can get up to eight people into a game, and I think it'd be pretty fun. One thing we did notice was missing was the ability to sort of fuck with people more. Some mini games, one of the things JB said, and as soon as he said it, it was like, that is exactly it. And it, what he said was, it feels like all of these mini games were made by different people who never spoke to one another. And I 100% agree that that is the feeling that these mini games evoke. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just weird, right? And and I think if it had a, a sort of universal or a, like a, a guiding hand then it might have been better executed. If there were a Pummel Party 2, that is what I'd want to see, is some sort of uh, overall direction that's sort of a driving force because, uh, yeah, that's that's what some of these are missing. You have some mini-games where you're able to directly fuck with other people, some mini-games where you, your entire, like the entire game is fucking with other people. Um, like... Uh, there's like a hot potato game where you've got to like hand the bomb off to someone uh, and the last person with it, uh, the last person to die wins. But one of the things you can do is you can punch people and stun them even when you don't have the bomb. And so you just punch someone and the bomb will go, like the person with the bomb will just run over to the stun person and you just fucking belt off. And uh, yeah, it winds up being like a, a bit of a fucking hilarious shit show as a result. And then you've got other games where you feel like you should be able to fuck with people, uh, but you just can't. And and that's a little bit odd. Uh, and yeah, it just, it like, if they had that driving force, if they had that person in charge uh, directing what everyone, sh- like every game should involve, you would have a little bit consistency. There were like two driving games and they had different controls, which was a bit odd. Um, and yeah, you just wind up in these situations where uh, I don't know so much that that was the best option, right? Uh, this this discordance was the best option, but uh, as uh, yeah, like it was a lot of fun. We played just the mini games. We got rid of the board game thing after a little while. I don't think yep. it added much to the equation. Uh, rolling dice and randomly getting a fucking mini game it just didn't, just wasn't interesting to me. Uh, it it is ba- it's basically snakes and ladders, uh, and so it's not like a complex, interesting board game. It's roll dice, move around a board, something bad happens, uh, or randomly something good happens bad rng so it doesn't add anything in my opinion yeah hmm. 
Well, the mini games are really good fun. Um, yeah. Sort of just a, a time killer until Party Animals finally shows up. You know, that's basically all it is. Where's our Party Animals, <laughs> damn it? Yeah. It looks like they update it every sort of like four to six months as sort of like a, you know, they chuck in some new mini games, new cosmetic stuff. and Because um, like you mentioned that, what would you like to see from a sequel to this? Hmm. Um, like a Pommel Party 2, but uh, they haven't put anything else out since 2018 and they've just been kind of updating this every couple of months. Yeah. So. Yeah, so maybe that's got... Maybe that's part of it is uh, this idea that, yeah, maybe they've like the people working on it have changed and stuff like that, moved on and, mm. and all that. Um, yeah, just looking at all the all the new games that they made. And uh, I think we played all of the, No, we didn't play like in the latest update, the, the winter update. They added Bounding Blocks, which is basically Tron. I walloped to that one. Didn't play Self Astride. Fraction Faces is one of those games where you like those puzzles where you have to rotate it to make a face. I am mm-hmm. so bad at them. Holy fuck. When we were playing, uh, when I was playing that Gods and Monsters Phoenix Rising game, anytime I came across one of those, I was like, fuck me. There yeah. goes my next half an hour. <laughs> I'm awful at them. Um, and yeah, memory menu, basically just remembering shit and running around. That was a weird one because it didn't really. Uh, reward speed in a satisfying way but yeah anyway uh, it's good fun and uh, we'll definitely play it with more people I'd love to get an A player going that'd be good awesome alright so that's Pummel Party it's on sale at the moment on Steam if you want to check it out but it looks like it's also on consoles um, but it's uh, yeah Steam sale 40% off it's you can get it for about 10 to $12 at this point um, so yeah check that out all right, what else do we have here? Um, before your eyes, this is a uh, first-person narrative adventure um, where you are uh, playing a young boy named Ben um, who has died, um, and you are reliving his life, and um, you know the concept of. Uh, you know just before you die sort of everything flashes before your eyes and you relive everything and i guess that is what this game is sort of taking and walking you through um except it uses a little bit of technology so you're able to uh use a webcam and um you turn it on and the game connects to it and it looks at your face and you interact with the game by blinking or you're using your eyes. And so um, you can look around the environment and there are certain uh, icons that will pop up at certain times. And when you move your uh, mouse cursor over the top of that and you blink, you it's sort of like using a mouse click. Um, there are other situations where, like, basically this is, uh, I, I finished it about an hour and a half um, maybe a little bit longer and it's 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 yeah the, the entire concept of just you sort of sitting there as this kid and from a very young age and like watching different scenarios play out and so sometimes if you blink like you could end up with the entire scene will just stop it'll cut goes to the next one 
and it might be hours from the thing you just saw it could be days or weeks or or years and so you're constantly jumping between time um like moving forward through time and uh there are moments where you're trying to interact with the world by blinking at certain things and there are other times where it's like you can't blink or you've got to try and like focus on you can absolutely just blink and it'll cut go to the next scene or like you can try and see sort of what plays out like what this memory is all about and listen to the people talking to you for the most part it's following like what his what this kid's parents are going through or like what his friends uh are doing um the sort of things that this kid is doing by like learning how to play the piano or learning about art and um discovering sort of you know how this po- this this kid uh has eventually died from um and you're sort of uh also when the game kicks off you're on like a ferry and so it's the ferryman sort of taking you you know to to the gates and then like looking back on your life and there's this whole um like afterlife that is playing out as well and a narrative structure that that uh, sort of ties the whole thing together but um yeah i think it's a really interesting idea there i think there's certain points of the game where it just um it's kind of hard to know what you if you're doing it right i guess at the start because because of the moments where like if you do blink the game like it just all right let's go next scene uh like next memory and you're like oh but i was sort of listening to that and i just but i just actually needed to naturally blink and so it's this idea of like you're just sort of trying to live yourself and these other like the game is just like no let's keep going let's keep going keep going yeah. and this this cuts these cutscenes are just sort of progressively like in fast forward like you're listening to this dialogue and it's like no all right next one next one next one um and so there are narrative choices that you can make in the game they don't affect it um hugely like it, it seems to all sort of delineate into one uh, overall story that it is trying to tell but there are definitely points where um like you are making decisions and they will impact certain things minimally uh, but also decisions that you don't have to make um or again just because you've blinked at the wrong moment or the right moment it'll just skip to the next thing that you're seeing um it's not just blinking there are moments where you have to do things like close your eyes or um uh, like keep your eyes open and that sort of thing so it's just basically just looking at your eyes and it surprisingly works pretty well i didn't have any issues at all there's like a calibration system that you can do while uh setting up the game um sort of like it like puts your head in this box it looks at your eyes you blink a couple of times it'll say like hey did we register all the blinks uh did we register too many like and then you sort of just select it and like, all right let's do it again and then you do the sort of calibration and it's like all right did you register too many blinks not enough and eventually it gets to a pretty good spot um mm-hmm. where the game is constantly uh like watching your face and every time you blink that is an interaction that the game recognizes and i didn't feel like there was any point where it it thought that i blinked but i didn't or sort of the other way around where i was blinking but it didn't register it so um seems to work pretty great and you can obviously calibrate it while you're playing as well if if something goes wrong or sometimes it'll pop up and be like hey we're not something's like 
might be wrong here but um anyway for the most part like that stuff seems pretty on point it's just an interesting way of interacting with the game um if you don't want to use your eyes you can use mouse clicks i don't know really if that would be <laughs> like obviously the using your face to interact with the game is the gimmick of it and mm. so putting turning that around and having it be a mouse click i don't know if it would work as well yeah. um but it's an interesting i think it's an interesting concept um yeah it's, uh, that's really interesting oh did, did it feel did you have like invasion of privacy concerns at any point i mean it comes up and tells you like we're not recording yeah um we're we're not storing it anywhere we're purely just using it as a uh, and, and it's not like it's recording my entire room like if like the things that you can see right now is not what the game uh it probably is but like the little mm. box that kind of comes up is just like my head um where it's looking but uh like it's not a <laughs> like it ain't doing like twists and turns in front like the story it is a st- it is a story about death like a yep. kid dying that it goes it's you know pretty uh hardcore stuff so mm. um i'm not gonna say i'd recommend this for everybody um yeah it's it's a very specific audience it's a cool indie game um yeah. that's using interesting technology to sort of tell a story but it's also not doing anything wildly uh like it's not doing uh like the game we talked about a couple of weeks back uh, root was it 96 um yeah like branching narrative stories yeah uh you know it's pretty linear for the most part i think there is some replayability i haven't replayed it but from what i've read it just doesn't diverge like doesn't branch out as much as what people sort of hoped um so yeah there you go uh it's called before your eyes it's pretty cheap at the moment i think it's like 10 bucks on steam but also it's not long it's like an hour and a half to get through the entire thing i would love to take this technology and use it for you know that uh you know scp shit that i play all the time there's that Mm. one scp monster the peanut who can only move when nobody's looking at him and so anytime you blink he'd be able to move towards you that'd be fucking hilarious uh Mm. yeah that'd be something fucking wild because you would like be trying you'd be like staring like oh god my eyes he's right there if i ah." that'd be fucking crazy having a staring contest with your own fucking uh computer (laughs) i also had an eye twitch when i was trying to play this game and i had to stop (laughs) because my eye wouldn't stop twitching and i'm like cool this is exactly what i want right at this moment for this game that i'm trying to play nice god uh, yeah um anyway yeah it's called uh before your eyes it's on steam it's uh you know it's on sale 10 bucks ish hour and a mm. half sort of game but it's not going to be for everyone um yeah and it's also very like linear narrative sort of stuff you kind of just you're not walking around rooms or anything like that you're kind of just looking at a screen moving your cursor around um, like sort of swiveling your head that's pretty much most of the interaction uh th- you're not like mouse clicking on anything you're just moving your mouse and blinking or closing your eyes or that staring at things um that sort of stuff so yeah uh it's just a cool idea um all right yeah what else do we have here what's next vampire the masquerade blood hunt closed alpha i see you closed uh alpha. 
you fixed my uh, blood point or something. I don't know what it was called before, but it wasn't that. No, it's like the wrong game name. I just put in whatever. Um, I put in as much effort as the team behind Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt did into their fucking closed alpha process. Uh, This did not work well, and it's not a good game, in my opinion. Uh, I did not have a good time playing this. So this was announced at, it was E3, was it? E3, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they um, they had a website go up, and that's how I got in through their through their site. I kind of just registered, like, yep. uh, hey, if you want to go on the closed alpha, sign up here. And I think by the end of it, they were kind of just giving away keys at certain outlets yeah. that got access to it. Um, anyway, but it's so it's using the Vampire the Masquerade uh, IP franchise. I don't know. Are they just kind of giving that thing away at this point? Yeah, it's the new Warhammer. It's the new Warhammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, what I find most interesting about this particular game is that somebody looked at Ubisoft's Battle Royale Hyperscape and went, yes, that is what I want to make. Mm. That is the game that yeah. I want to copy for a Battle Royale. Uh, but it's going to have vampires in it. And... Um, I think I like this game more than the Ubisoft one, to be really? fair. Well, I guess, yeah, the Ubisoft one did have that giant uh, ball that you could hop into where you're invincible as long as you kept bouncing. And yeah. that was not a good plan. But yeah. <laughs> and the no. crown that you could acquire, and if you held on to it for long enough, you'd win. You just won the game. So if you got the crown and hopped in the ball, you could... I literally did this. I literally did that to win a game of Hyperscape. It was hilarious. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, in Australia, uh, you couldn't fucking get a game going. So, uh, yeah. It was basically pointless. Um, We got one. I got one game, I think. Right. And uh, it took, I don't know, half an hour of matchmaking. Right. Um, what helped was, was there what, a, a ping? Like, was it bad? No, I couldn't see a ping. Uh, but it seemed fine. Uh, I don't know. I, okay, if, interesting. It seemed okay. Um, yeah, uh, I got in. Drew got in. I think Krusty Raven got in. Uh, we all got into this one game. Uh, I landed and found nothing but a sniper rifle and got jumped by some dude and uh i didn't i got downed but you just come back to life if you live long enough and so the dude who downed me got killed by an ai all right yeah and finished by the ai and i managed to hide from the ai so i got back up and (laughs) killed the ai and managed to get a little bit of stuff but not enough to really get my health back up to full uh so yeah um <clears throat> that wasn't great i guess because uh, then i never really found any better weapons i didn't really know how to find better weapons jumped up let me to guess the you didn't do the tutorial i did do the tutorial uh but like i couldn't find <laughs> anything decent i found like a a green smg and that was it like i was looking in the back of vans and shit and yeah just didn't find anything decent 
Uh-huh. And then when I went to go get uh, a, a decent weapon, I, I saw one on the ground that jumped down, got jumped by a guy, uh, got down. The guy who jumps me, he got third-partied. He got downed. I managed to get back up. Uh, got one shot. Got downed again. And I basically spent, like... I don't know, a full fucking minute and a half of this game just in a downed state. Hiding? Like, what a pointless fucking mechanic that is. And I can't do anything while I'm down. Like, I just sort of have to crawl and hide. Like, it just doesn't... I don't know. That was... And then I died. And that was it. I got finished, finally. Like, pointless. You not dying. The guns didn't feel good. Uh, the... I didn't really understand what the point of the fucking special skills were. Like, they didn't really last mm. long enough to bring much to the table. Like, I managed to escape once. Using, I was yeah. using the guy who has the escape ability. Uh, but I couldn't really get a good handle on, like, any of the rest mm -hmm. of it. Uh, people were just standing on rooftops and sniping constantly, cause, which is basically what happened in Hyperscape. And, yeah, you just... I don't know. It was just dull, uh, boring. Uh, it wasn't worth the half an hour of fucking matchmaking experience. I just don't see right. who this is catering to, really. Like, who yeah. is this game for? That's the thing, right? Is that every time we talk about these battle royale games, it's it's uh, you're competing against huge players that are already uh, set up and they've got massive player bases. Uh, and the players themselves have spent like a lot of hours in these games and unlocking everything they needed to. And so if you come along, you need something that's really like knocking it out there and doing something that's different. I think there's a few things in here it does a little bit different, but for the most part, I think it's pretty basic. And even the stuff that it is doing different, it's sort of just uh, like it's it's not really doing anything different. It's just sort of pretending it's doing it differently. Like it's hiding it. It's it's like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, hey, look at this thing we're doing. This is pretty cool. And you're like, yeah, that is pretty cool. But then you're like, wait a minute. That's the same thing as what this other game does. It's just presented differently. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it is a battle royale game. There is, uh, I played a couple of matches over the weekend. I didn't have the issues that you did with matchmaking. Right. They were popping yeah. off pretty quickly. But in saying that, uh, I don't know what the player count is in these games, but the ones that I was playing, it was like 40 people. Um, maybe that is just sort of like their limit that they're testing with at the moment. But mm. you uh, you have a, a battleground or a city that you can drop into. Um, it is always the same as far as I'm aware. There are different uh, sections cal classified as like high tier areas which are randomized um there are also ai characters throughout this world but you select a location you want to drop and it sort of like randomly plops you into a section um around that specific named location and if you don't like where it's putting you you can click on it a couple of times it'll sort of rejig where you are uh but basically you start off with uh super basic weapons and you have to go out and find stuff um obviously the higher tier loot area is going to be more hectic and so if you want to go to those ones you can but what happens is once you start running around in this game there are uh ai civilians 
and you can run up and um, there are different colored um, civilians in terms of like orange, red, blue, green, that sort of thing. And um, you use your sensibility, sort of scope out the area around you and you can detect where these people are and you can go uh, try and drink their blood. And when you do that, you get a special uh, power-up boost. And those specific power-up boosts are what, um, that's what affects your either your special abilities it'll reduce the cooldown um you can get things that'll like uh increase your health regeneration um uh have your cooldown effects or your special abilities last longer that sort of thing and so the game is incentivizing you to go out uh find these types these different types of humans that are in the world and uh you're you're not really leveling up in terms of your weapons, but more like your your power, your superpowers as a vampire. And so, um, what they end up doing in terms of trying to stop people from just running around the entire time just drinking the blood of humans is that you can only do a certain amount to begin with, and every time you get a kill, it like increases your cap on the special, um, powers that you've got and so like once you start racking up those kills you're all of a sudden able to go out and search for those humans and drink their blood and make your health regeneration quicker or your um you know your cooldowns and some of these abilities uh you know you're not having to wait for them and so that's what they're trying to incentivize zero as a try like a reward as opposed to the weapons and that sort of thing you can um pick up weapons from other players it's very like fortnite-y um where just colored guns will just spit out everywhere their armor and all their consumables that they had in the world so you can pick up that stuff uh and then while this is all happening the circle or the map itself is shrinking um they've got this like red mist that is like uh cutting off sections of the map very similar to like hyperscape mm. um um, I mean, exactly the same as Hyperscape. Yeah. Where once you're out in that area, um, you start taking damage and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so the the map is shrinking. Um, the player count is getting smaller and smaller, and your um, your ability to level up becomes reduced as that circle or whatever it is becomes smaller and smaller. Uh, and so there's other things that it does, like being able to determine if an area has had a vampire through it being being able to see like oh there's a dead body here someone's killed this thing and so at the start of the game you know there's someone nearby um but i think that the most interesting thing that it does is that like killing ai characters and leveling up but at the same time it's kind of just like a it's just a you know in any other game it'd be a chest you open and a thing pops out and you grab the thing and now I'm leveled up. Whereas here it's a it's disguised as a person that you drink their blood. Yeah. Um there's there's like a weird uh little meta game in terms of if any other AI civilians see you doing this thing, they get freaked out, they alert. Um or if they see you murdering presence. other people, right? Yeah, so you you it sort of like alerts them and you, yeah. you show up on the map. And so people can open the map up and be like, oh, there's someone over there. Like, I can actually see them. That's yeah. because they've broken the masquerade. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever they call it in the game. So I think there's a couple of things that, that are really interesting, but I just don't think it's it's doing enough or anywhere near enough to 
to sort of drag players away from the other games that they really enjoy um yeah because i mean it's it's a it's a hero shooter battle royale at the end of the day they've got different types of heroes in there um i played around with like one or two of them but yeah (laughs) it's not it's nothing special and i think for me the um the nature of the the world itself is just very much like hyperscape it's it's standing on top of buildings or like um as a vampire you can climb this or scale the side of of buildings and there's no uh like you can climb anything you just hold the spacebar button down and that thing will just climb and so all of a sudden verticality becomes really important because you've got the high ground yeah we know what happens there um most of the time most of the time uh unless you've got a laser sword then things come can be different but (laughs) you've um but yeah for the most part it seems like standing on top of buildings is a pretty good way to avoid other people and so um yeah i just don't know if that is an interesting mechanic to have because it's sort of like two fields of play right there's staying on the ground or staying on top of buildings and i don't think getting on top of buildings is quick enough um whereas in a game like hyperscape getting on top of buildings is too quick it was just constantly like you were just constantly chasing people the entire time and the the time to kill was just so low like it took so long to kill someone and so when the moment you got engaged into a fight and someone knew they were about to die they would just run away and that was it they disappear um and i think there's similar issues with this game as like escapability is just so important so the the character you were talking about like being able to turn um the one i was playing a bit of was one that was able to turn into like a mist yeah uh, but it would be invisible on your screen and then they would just you'd quickly move around and so you could engage in a fight get in trouble click that button and you were just fucking out of there unless the person knew what they were doing or like where to look you could just run away um and then all you need to do is find another human being another ai human being drink their blood and regain your health back or if you had enough passive on your health regen you know it'd start going up again and sit in a corner and hide or whatever um yeah so yeah like i just don't think i I don't like this this these battle royales and it's it's only hyperscape and blood hunt that are doing it but the like the buildings that you're standing on like i just don't understand what the appeal of that is like i like I, i couldn't work it out with yeah I couldn't work it out with Hyperscape and I can't work it out here either. Like, it's just... I... It, it, they both feel like games that are Battle Royales because Battle Royales are hot right now. And I appreciate the conceit. You know, I appreciate the effort to make Blood Hunt work as a Vampire the Masquerade game. Like, I think they... It's... it's it feels like more than just cursory effort to to make it work. Although, as you said, like it is just set dressing most of the time. Like there are a couple yeah. of things that actually sell it a little bit better than just just the set dressing. But yeah, like to mimic, I just think, yeah, of all the games to mimic, of all the games to ape, I don't think Hyperscape really was successful enough to warrant 
this yeah this this mimicry and mm. yeah i i i don't know man just felt like a complete waste of time i i doubt i'd play it again yeah except to, to, for me that you know, my biggest I'll, issue I'll with play it again escape. sorry just quickly just to clarify i'll play it again one more time to get my mandatory win. one win in a battle royale <laughs> but i couldn't wait another half an hour for the play test to match make me into a game to get my one win so hmm. well yeah what were you gonna say yeah i was gonna say that the my biggest issue with with hyperscape is the time to kill and i think that the time to kill in this game is um a lot better like i didn't feel like i was just smashing people with bullets and they were just surviving and surviving and surviving um and so the time to kill is a little bit bit better in this game it's just it's a third person game as well and yep. when you've got rooftops that you're standing on yeah. it is so easy to just yeah like find a, a rooftop corner and like this is my spot this is where yeah. i'm staying because i can literally Nobody see fucking everything me. yeah yeah um and i was playing that character that uh the, the second ability this character had was a uh like a, a poison bomb that you could throw out and yep. when anybody came into the radius of it th- it would trigger it and i don't know how many i could throw but i i was i'd like three or four out there at one stage and like i just kind of peppered this rooftop of these mm. bombs and sat in one corner and if anybody came in that direction like i was in the corner of the map there was like four people left so if anybody like popped in on that side i was good like i would know they were coming through um and because of that it's a third person game you can sit on a rooftop and sit on the back end of the arch and nobody can see you but you can see everything on the other side and so it becomes a game of like who's got the high ground like who can see the most who's got the most information and uh like i just i think i got over that in PUBG when they first did it like PUBG was awesome when it first came out. It was the only in third person. But at the same time, we hadn't yeah. played anything like that before, right? And it yeah. got to a point where it was like people sitting behind trees, sitting behind walls, and there was no point. It became a defensive game as opposed to like someone attacking somebody or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that this game just doesn't... Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt just doesn't... Like, it's not deep enough. I think that those initial mechanics that they've got going out fighting ai um they're like infantry that you can go and attack uh and i think you get special rewards for doing that and they've got the um the the leveling up system by uh taking the blood of civilians and and like that stuff is really interesting and unique but that is like literally all it's got the the other section of that game is just shooting people and so you've got these three sort of pillars and that's it I just don't think it's yeah there's not a whole lot there at this point so yeah yep anyway um I'm sure they'll keep doing the work on that I don't know like and that that game it needs to be free to play right it has to be you you um, imagine there's yeah it is, is free to play okay. yeah okay because good lord that's good, good. I mean, that's the only good thing it's got going for it is that nobody should pay for this game at this point. It's, yeah. it's not worth paying for. No. Um, but I think it's one to keep an eye on for. Just they need to do a lot of work to yeah. make it interesting. All right. Um, cool. Speaking of battle rails. PUBG. Oh, you want to double poop on? 
PUBG Battlegrounds. Yeah, PUBG Battlegrounds. That's what they call it. Stupid name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that is literally what it's called. That's not us making fun. I mean, we are making fun, but that's its new branding. It's called PUBG Battlegrounds. Oh, if you can believe such a thing. Uh, New map, Tago. Yeah, you installed this again after uninstalled it last week. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Yep. And uh, so I've installed it. I've updated it. I've played it. Tago, 8x8 map. Uh, um, Classic. Classic PUBG. Classic PUBG. uh, Has a respawn island. Yeah. But someone in your team needs to be alive to be sent to the respawn island when you die. Uh, which I don't super follow. Uh, sort of makes it a bit pointless, really. Like, I don't know. It just feels like they were like, yeah, fuck yeah, respawn mechanics. That makes sense. That's really cool in the games that do it. Um, you know, Warzone and then copied by Fortnite. That's uh, that's it. And, and Apex yeah, Legends, Apex. like, um, yeah, like you. It's, it's it just makes sense right like uh we'll do it like the gulag like warzone um i think uh but uh but how can we fuck it up let's get the dartboard yeah, out like <laughs> but uh, like we've got a legacy to protect like <laughs> we we get these good ideas and then we just really shit the bed with them so we got to work out a really good way to to shit the bed on this one what if uh, someone in your squad has to be alive uh, on the main map and it only lasts for the first circle. So it's functionally pointless. What What if we were to do it that way? Oh, yeah, that's... No, that's good. Yeah, let's do it that way. And then that's what happens. And, uh, yeah. Basically, Tago's a new 8x8 map that has a respawn mechanic that is completely inconsequential and adds nothing but doesn't really detract anything from the gameplay experience uh that's what tago is uh it's a good map i think it's it's a cool map Uh, i have well i I had a couple of bad games i was tilting really bad early on when i was still getting to grips with their exceedingly poor communication strategy around this fucking patch this update the first step towards this was adding the patch notes uh, two weeks before the patch actually came out. So when I saw the patch notes come out, me being a rational human being thought, well, that must mean the patch is out, right? Because why would they put it into testing phase uh, and and put the t- patch notes out? Because wouldn't that mean that if they put it in the testing phase, wouldn't that logically mean that some of these patch notes would be subject to change? And so, because that's what testing would, you know, testing would result in, the ability to change something. Nope, nope, nope. That's not how it works. The testing phase is testing my patience and that is all it is testing. So I installed the game, found out that it wasn't out yet, uninstalled the game, uh, came back a week later, un- uh, installed it again, uh, eight hours of maintenance, timed that out, 6.30 it would yep. come back online, Uh had had dinner, forgot that there was a new episode of Loki. Uh, so watch the new episode of Loki. Come online at eight o'clock. 
Uh, load into the game. Uh, nope, server's still down for maintenance. Hold on, I'm pretty sure I did the maths correctly. Yes, no, server maintenance has been extended. An hour and a half. Okay, cool. Fantastic. What a waste of fucking time. Hang on. Hour and a half from 6.30, but it's 8 o'clock. Uh, hold on. I'm doing maths. You're getting close to running out of fingers there. They better not extend it any longer. Shouldn't it be if it's 8 o'clock and they extend an hour and a half from 6.30? Uh, I don't understand. A couple of minutes later, PUBG Sport on Twitter. We've extended another half an hour. I'm like, cool, cool. I'm already Half tilted. an hour from 7.30 to 8? No, or from, from 8, 8 to 8.30. 8 8 yeah. I'm already <laughs> so tilted and I haven't hour. loaded successfully into the fucking map. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Jump into a solo game. Uh, yeah, you could have played Blood Hunt while this is happening. Could have, could have gone into in a game of Blood Hunt. Um, yeah, jump into a solo game. Uh, forget that the respawn island is only in squads. Uh, get into a really dumb firefight because I'm just memeing and trying to go to the fucking respawn island. Die. Wonder what the fuck I'm, I've done wrong. Remember, it's squads only. Me and Heath jump into a game, two person, two player squads. Uh, we hot drop, die. Heath's like, oh no, I watched a wacky jacky video. One of you has to be alive on the main map or you will not go to the respawn island. I'm like, good, great. Well, then that was a fucking waste of time. I'm, I'm at full tilt. I'm at full tilt and I've played the fucking game twice. I'm like, I'm going to uninstall it. I think, I think I'm just going to fucking uninstall it. I'm like in my mind, I'm like, I'm just, just uninstall it and go play dead by daylight. Like go be abused by some survive with friends crew. At least you at least will be less have, punishing. <laughs> at least it'll be less punishing than whatever this fucking experience is. Go play hell let loose with 48 fucking 47 fucking dipshits on your team who will not build Gary's. That'll be less annoying than this experience. Nope. We we hold the line. Uh, we spawn in. Oh, I've, I, also, also in uh, the, sorry, me and Heath played a second game as the duo. And uh, uh, I haven't watched the replay yet, but I'm 99% sure we were killed by a hacker. Um, so that was, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, this dude knew exactly where I was, uh, at all times. Uh, but the mistake he made was he landed in the same fucking town as us. And he was, uh, he, he tried to shoot me as I, like, I walked around a, a corner. Uh, I'd been tracking him for a little bit, walked around a corner in a, in a building I hadn't like been in. Uh, and passed the window and he took a shot and at me uh, while I was like running through past the window. He just took a shot. I'm like, well, that's pretty sus. Uh, like a headshot, ruined my helmet from the fucking get-go. We dodged him all the way and then we found him. We ran into him right at the end again. So that was good. Uh, so yeah, second game, Hacker. Uh, that was pretty good. And then we get into a four-player game, Johnny Bravo, Dr. E3 Money, um, Heath and me. And uh, like, yeah, I've got fucking, I don't know, one game in me. I'm fucking hating this shit. Um, and then 
and then it's your game of the year. <laughs> then we like we played like the loot, the looting experience. There's so much fucking loot. There's so didn't much they fucking buff loot. The loot. Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, they must have like tripled yeah. it or something. But, but did they did they triple the amount of loot? And not the quality of it? Like, what did they... No, how they screw no, up? no. We, we walked out of this town with, like, fucking level three fucking vests and helmet and all this kind all of right. shit. I did get a I did get a crate, but, like, yeah, all this kind of So there's no point gear. looting anymore because you just... You get everything. And, like, some of these fucking weapons, the Mark... I reckon the Mark 12, which you find on the fucking ground, is better than the fucking Mark 14, which I found in a fucking crate. Like ludicrous that weapon is it's a fucking laser man um like it over over like 200 300 meters the mark 12 is an absolute fucking laser over like the bullet drop is fuck all and it's like rapid fire you just fucking put so many rounds down fucking down range on cuts it is ludicrous anyway uh we get rolled up on by these uh hyper sweaty spaghettis but that is actually just PUBG in uh oce apparently is yep. if you play fvp uh first person in the oce server you just get matched up against the hyper sweaty spaghettis there's no not pros. playing against the pros because they're um, the only ones playing <laughs> basically uh, so yeah, we're playing, and these dudes like executed the perfect maneuver to to roll up on us down the hill. Drew died at the top of the hill. Heath gets down behind a fucking rock. Um, I just smoke so I can get over to him, but he's got a defibrillator so he can get himself back up, which is a good addition. I like that as an addition to the game. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, these guys like fucking super fucking rainbow six style peaking the the lean shit as they come down the fucking hill and like popping sniper shots on fucking nothing and getting hits and stuff like that jb goes down i'm still up i've got my fucking i'll whip out the fucking uh m416 i drop one of them i shoot him just for spite because i know he can't come back and i'm like fuck you fuck you cunts uh you're gonna fucking kill my entire squad i know i'm gonna die but you're going to die as well. Yeah, Why he isn't playing island. anymore? There's no fucking Respawn <laughs> Island anymore because we're out of the first circle, which renders the entire thing fucking idiotic. So, uh, yeah. And then I just, you know, did what I could to the rest of them. But I'm so yeah. out of practice with the fucking recoil in that game. Like, yeah. so I can't, like, fucking keep shots on target or anything like that. You fucking, you go full auto and you fucking may as well be shooting fucking space. Uh, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I can't remember how to fucking do this shit. Yeah, Next too much game. Call of Duty. Too much Call of Duty. Everything's a fucking, everything's pinpoint accurate in Call of Duty. It's fucking baby's first fucking shooter. Um, so next game. Yeah. Same four stack. We jump in, we roll around. Had a pretty good game. Uh, we were going pretty well. We came second. Team that came first, Zoid Mate, Extreme Two G, and some dude with spaghetti in his name or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just we knew like we were fucked. <laughs> we knew we were fucked. We were going like there was fucking twelve players left, and uh, uh, three dudes all at once died to Zoid Mate. And we're like, well, this one might be over. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to do here. Uh, Heath was all that was left. Um, 
I got killed by Zoid, mate. Um, JB got killed by... No, Drew got killed by Zoid, mate, I think. JB got killed by some other team who third-partied while we were being killed by Zoid, mate. And Heath mm-hmm. managed to sneak away with some of the slickest, like the classic uh, duck moving, where you like duck and like move <laughs> erratically so yeah. nobody can actually lead you because you're moving in such a ridiculous fucking manner that how the fuck are you supposed to predict where they're going to fucking be? Um, and yeah, it was p- perfection. And he managed to fucking get all the way in, get to a rock, line one of them up, had them. Was I'm watching, spectating, lines him up, shoots left of his head for some reason, <laughs> shoots the next shot, misses that one too, and then shoots him. I'm like, oh my God, if you'd hit... Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, uh, he did well, though. Uh, we, I think I think we only got one kill as a squad, and it was mine. Yeah. And it was like a 400-meter headshot. But uh, with the fucking Mark 12, man, that thing's a fucking beast. But I uh, did have fun. We'll play more. Haven't uninstalled yet, which uh did not expect. Expected to have already <laughs> uninstalled, I'll tell you what. I was, and I was getting fucking close. I was right there on the cusp yeah. of the uninstall. But, uh, yeah, Do I last have to second. Install it? Do I have to reinstall it? I think you do. I think we need a couple of squads <laughs> rolling in, rolling deep through Tago. And then when they put Tago into the regular rotation and I get dumped on Sandhawk and I'm like, cool, well, it's over. <laughs> it's been a good run. <sighs> this game's dumb again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think for me it's going to be the they, – they got to – uh, spend a bit more time proving that they're back on track, as opposed to like you can't you can't shit the bed for two years, and then put out one update and be like, oh yeah, maybe maybe we're good. No, no, you've got to prove yourself. Uh, so I'm gonna I I will fully admit that I reinstall because the comedy of the entire the comedy of errors is is desperately funny to me, but. There's, I just have fun playing with the lads. I don't know. I just have fun playing with the other guys. That's basically yep. it. Uh, I nearly convinced uh, Drew and Heath, uh, no, Drew and Kleb to install Dead by Daylight. I was this close, but Drew wouldn't do it because he hates Dead by Daylight, so that one's not going to happen. I just... Why does he hate it? Ah, oh, because... I, I don't know. You know what he's like. Literally you know what he's free. Like. He's free. Like, Hey, it's on Game Pass for free. What the PC version? Yeah. What? No PC way. Versions on? I think so. No. 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 No way. I'm checking right now. Pretty I'm sure looking. it's on PC. I'm looking. I'm looking. Come. It fucking is. That's amazing. Yeah. Play it free. That's it. We've got to get a five-player team uh, game going. It has to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want to. I want Luke to be the super killer against. I played one round of Survivor because uh, mm. I had like I was saying all my dailies are fucking dailies. Survivor based. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll do one, and it was like uh, get three people off hooks as Nia, Easy. and uh, and escape with an item that you picked up in oh, yeah. in the map. I'm like, yep, fair enough. Fair enough. Got the three people off the hooks. 
Uh, that was pretty easy. I think it was the same dude twice and one other person um, yep. was playing against the spirit who clearly didn't know what they were doing. Uh, I popped like three gens on my own. I don't know yep. what the fuck everyone else Classic. is doing. That's what you do. No uh, one ever knows. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm like getting them all off hooks, popping the gens myself. I open the exit gates. These three people run through. Like, I don't know where they've been, but suddenly once the exit gates open, they're right there. I'm like... They're doing the same challenge you are. They've gone to the basement. They've taken no, the that was out the, of the thing, basement right? and just sat there. They ran straight out of the escape, uh, out of the thing. And I, like this, the basement was right next to the fucking uh, gate. So I, oh, I'm like, oh, all right, down I go into the greedy. basement, open the fucking thing, grab out a fucking toolbox, wander straight back up. If... Uh, What's the perk where the killer gets to kill you in one hit uh, once the gates are open? No ED. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it. No do, you get straight, do you get straight downed from, like, full health if they've yep. got that? Well, yep. that could have all gone really badly for me, but, uh, yeah, wander back up. Uh, yeah. And then I just sort of waited at the, the exit. All right. <laughs> Your sweet revenge. Is this what it is? Well, no, I didn't teabag. I was just waiting because then I figured they could hit me and then I could crawl out because it's always yeah. a couple of extra. I like it when survivors do that. I get a couple of extra points. It's usually what, if I need it, it's what takes me over the edge to max out hitting and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But they just never came. Huh? No, they did. They did. did. They showed up. Uh, they worked out there was only one exit gate open. And yeah. afterwards, I'm like, hey, uh, if you want some. Some good advice. Uh, I heartily recommend not chasing after the same survivor over and over and over again. It's just not any, you should probably just loop around the the, the generators because I I did three of them and you never came close to them. So you should probably just run after the generators uh, as a, as a starting off point, you know. Yeah. And uh, they told me to fuck myself, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, I can see I, I deserve that. So. Yeah, it walked right into it. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, maybe I should install uh, PUBG if that's where we're going. Um, do it. Jump in there and see how broken it is. All right, let's do some news. We've got... Uh, so There's a lot here. Tons of stuff. Big stuff. Um, let's kick off with this one. This is the Dead Space um, rumored game that we talked about recently. Got some more information about this. Uh, basically, Jeff Grubb at uh, GamesBeat has confirmed that Motive's Dead Space is, in fact, a remake. Um, so I think the last piece of information we got here was that it was not going to be a sequel, but some sort of reboot. And um, and now it's a remake. Um, the, the wording that's sort of been thrown around here is more in line with like Resident Evil 2, um, like a remake like that. So... What are you, what's your sort of thoughts on a, a remake of Dead Space as opposed to a like rebooting that series, the brand new game? Do you want to play Dead Space, the original Dead Space? Um, I think... Hmm. It's, it's one of those things, right? It's tricky because it depends on the execution of it. Uh, the, the wording of the word, you know, remake is such a... It, it, it's not hard and fast, right? It doesn't mean the same thing to everyone. 
usually so, yeah. like demon souls remake of that going in and using the same engine like overhauling all the assets sort of tweaking and making it a bit more uh player friendly and then you've got other games that have thrown the remake in there and they don't really it's not a remake it's like it's it's like a remaster like or or final fantasy right where some people would use the word remake to justify doing whatever the fuck they want and making it a giant steaming pile of shit uh you know like remake could mean basically anything it could i'm just saying it could mean anything and we'll have to wait and see what they actually interpret the concept of remake as but uh i would play a i would play i would prefer them to do a remake Hmm. over a reboot uh, because I I think Dead Space was spectacular uh, and and kicked like kicked ass from the fucking outset. Only really got bad by three, um, and I think what they had going for them was was amazing. So I I don't think it could it would be better served by a reboot, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess this would be them testing the water, right? To see <laughs> what the Sorry. audience is like. Obviously, Resident Evil is probably the big one that, that like people are looking at in terms of horror games, and that game sold uh, amazingly well. And so, <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think that EA has sort of taken a step back and, and said, all right, well, we can make these sort of single-player story-driven games, and and uh people have wanted dead space games so let's let's put this out there and we'll see how that takes and if it sticks then maybe we'll throw something else out there eventually um yeah i don't know man like i i think that them doing the remake is probably better in the long run because if it does do well then it it kind of gives them less room to work with a, a sequel or like a proper reboot and not fuck it up and turn it into something that wasn't the thing they sort of just made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can't yeah. turn it into a live service game or something. Like if you're going to do a <laughs> Dead Space uh, remake and then put out a, a reboot, you can't have them be two completely different things. It just it wouldn't make much sense. So um, I'm just I'm curious to see like what the because uh, they talked about in this article like uh, updating mechanics and, and that sort of thing. So. Um, what does a Dead Space remake look like? Um, and how does that hold up? So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what, what comes out of that one. But I'm interested in the least. All right. Um, let's keep going here. This is some more Jeff Grubb news. Uh, Kojima and Xbox have signed a letter of intent for a publishing deal. Um, this is coming off the back of a rumor that uh, Kim Swift had been brought in to xbox to help with um cloud gaming uh so kim swift worked on games such as left for dead uh big name in portal went across to uh google was working it was it was google right or was it amazon i think it was google um i think she was part of the yeah, stadia team. yeah yeah stadia yeah uh and was working on a bunch of like their cloud stuff and has now been picked up by i guess the rumor was that she was picked up by um xbox to help kojima uh and then until recently the kim swift news was uh, confirmed and so it sounds like that uh she's going to be helping kojima with 
this uh, whatever this cloud game is at uh, Xbox. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like after that last game, I've got some hesitancy, but hopefully, maybe Xbox is maybe reel him in a bit more. I don't know. Does this kind of feel like that? PlayStation were very much like we um yeah maybe we gotta keep some reins on this guy or uh or maybe they've still got a relationship I don't know maybe that we'll have to wait and see but it's it's interesting to me that he sort of jumped ship and and is now over at Xbox it's just that's to me is a bit strange right maybe it's just a money thing maybe um you know because Death Stranding came out on PC right um. And they've got that next, that director's cut coming soon. Yeah, right. Like, but if it was out on Xbox, it'd be sort of, you know, day one Game Pass type, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe that's just more appealing to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, We still don't have a good idea of the financials behind day one Game Pass for third-party creators. So I don't think think we will get um, better details soon on that aspect of it, but uh, I would love to know more. I think it'd be easier to guess at some of these moves that people make uh, if we had a little bit more information in that vein. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, probably just a money thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully make something better than Death Stranding. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. All right, next up, we've got a... Uh, this is in the last sort of 24 hours this stuff has been unraveling. Assassin's Creed Infinity report by Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Uh, basically, the future of Assassin's Creed is a live service game. Uh, Ubisoft, Montreal, and Quebec have teamed up for the Assassin's Creed... Uh, for Assassin's Creed Infinity, uh, which would be a huge platform planned to have multiple settings. Um, this has since been confirmed, I guess, today this morning yep. by Ubisoft. Yep. They put out a big blog post um, <clears throat> talking about these two sort of, um, I guess uh, Montreal and uh, Quebec have been sort of flipping backwards and forwards between these Ubisoft titles with um, uh, sister studios also giving a, a hand in making these games. Um, but now they'll be uh, working together on like, a, I guess it's sort of being described as like a hub where the thing is ever evolving you're always getting new updates um so yeah the future of assassin's creed looks very different um i think we were talking about this just recently when like e3 finished right like oh there's no ubisoft announcement for assassin's creed i guess they're going back to every two two or three years um but now i guess it's being made a bit clearer uh so they're working with the creative director of assassin's creed odyssey and Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, Jonathan Dumont, and uh, Clint Hocking will also um, serve as a creative director for the uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity, I guess they're calling it Codename at the moment, project. Um, so these two guys will be uh, heading up that leadership. And Which is pretty cool. Clint I- Hocking, you know, Watch Dogs Legion, but before that, Chaos Theory, Far Cry 2, I mean... That's pretty rad. And Dumont, I thought, fucking kicked it out of the park with fucking uh, Odyssey and Immortals. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, 
I guess the the other interesting piece of news out is this. This isn't from the actual uh, Ubisoft blog, but I at least I don't think so. Uh, it sounds like this is going to be a few years off. Um, yeah, twenty twenty four or later was the wording put in yeah. here. Um, what are your sort of thoughts on this of, of Assassin's Creed moving to more like a uh, what would you call it? like Fortnite, um, maybe like GTA Online of this ever-evolving game that's like not necessarily in the same setting every year or every you know year and a half moving to somewhere else and different storylines does that sound interesting to you um like i i I think it's it's i don't know later coming than i expected i guess i mean it's always sort of like this sort of feels like it makes sense for the fucking series to me Hmm. you could you could do this instead of making one 300 hour fucking game with some dlc right you can make uh you could use the same fucking platform and make a 30 hour game and then add another 30 hours every fucking quarter uh and like people would I think more people would engage with more of the content in that matter hmm. um, instead of no lifing it for fucking a month to try to get through it all. I think it'd be yep. ultimately better for players and, and, and the game, like the, the quality of the game. And like, yeah, you could you could even fit in more terrible, terrible, terrible cameos from baseball players, which I think is important to the assassin's creed series so yeah who is what did i miss this part did you never fucking find that guy what the fuck was his name all i remember is he going twang 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 aren't you the the archer or some shit like oh my god it made me want to die let me see if i can find and what he's a baseball player yeah and he he was he was rolling around doing baseball things in medieval, pre-medieval fucking England. In oh, okay. Cody Bellinger? That's that. That's it, yep. yep. Well, well, okay. twang, twang, twang. You've got some firepower in you. I'm like, oh my God. This is the worst thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess we'll see what happens there. I know you... No Assassin's Creed for a few years, possibly, unless they've got something hidden up their sleeve um, that someone else is working on sort of like a, you know, in the meantime. Like if we saw something pop out in the last, like next year um, or the year after, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on to Grand Theft Auto 6 rumors. Um, So this comes from Tom Henderson, who is a notable battlefield leaker uh and also call of duty leaker um a lot of the leaks recently about the battlefield game have come from this guy um this is his sort of first foray into grand theft auto um so i guess take this with a grain of salt um but there's some juicy stuff here which i will rattle off a couple of things i don't know did you watch this video at all do you know what i'm talking about no I've heard the Um, rumors, or I've heard some rumors, but no. Right. 
so he basically put out like a 10 minute video just talking about some of the things that right. he's heard about this game sure. uh, i think he's based in he's based in united kingdom somewhere uh basically the uh it's still early in development um the game will be will feature vice city in some way um there were some rumors going around that was going to be set in the 80s or 90s he's he's heard that that is not true that it's going to be current day it sort of fits more in their aesthetic of wanting to focus a bit more on gta online um, makes them able to do things a bit easier by setting it with current day as opposed to 80s and 90s theme um the multiple characters will be returning one of them will be a female character uh the d- description surrounding her is considered to be like one of the smart ones of the group a bit more tech savvy may use um like computers or hacking in some way as a character uh gta online will be a- an evolving map that uh is comparable to like how uh, fortnite or apex or like warzone sort of has their seasons where they're updating it constantly um so it sounds like it's gonna be a bit more in lines with that as opposed to they kind of do gta online at the moment is more or less um like they're adding content into the game they're not necessarily evolving or changing the map around or adding new things it's kind of like hey here's this new fun little quest thing that we've got going um and that sort of thing so uh a bit of a different take this time for the gd online uh they're looking at introducing uh some sort of online cryptocurrency this is something i recall hearing a while back as well um but this seems to be still on the playing cards it'll be a cryptocurrency that you can use in the game as well um as being able to purchase in in real life and how yeah how that affects that money is yet to be seen um But I guess it was if anyone was going to do something like this, it'd be Rockstar and Take Two diving into <laughs> crypto um, in a game like GTA. the uh, The game itself will be on the current gen consoles, with last gen being left out of it. So that's PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, and the PC. Um, release date is looking more like 2024, 2025 at the earliest. Uh, with an added note of something we've talked about on here recently is like rockstar focusing more on employee well-being and health um they've been doing that for about a year and a half now um yeah. that in, that's like removing crunch and long hours and that sort of thing and so the um the state the the, the game being so early in its development and uh and sort of planning for for that sort of employee well-being uh shifts that date out a bit more on top of like the global pandemic so yeah don't expect this thing for another four years at least um despite the the stuff we've heard you know before of like this is going to be a bit of a small scale game with them focusing on gti gta online a bit more um so all of this stuff sort of came out um i don't know if there's anything else there that you wanted to add in terms no. of what it's was listed heard, but uh yeah but uh jason Schreier uh, came out over the weekend as well he backed up everything that I guess Tom had said he said everything this is from his tweet says everything Tom Henderson has said about the game matches up with what I've heard um so either multiple people are lying to these notable leakers or uh yeah again it's still early in development this stuff can change but there's some interesting bits of information there that uh you know for people interested in GTA it's it's uh further off than what we all think looks like 
which is a bit of a shame. Uh, yeah. But, you know. They don't uh, need to rush you know, either. Yeah. Like, and GTA is the biggest game every month still. Usually. Still. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, as long as they're not, you know, working their, their employees to the bone, uh, it's got to be better in the long run, right? So, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep on top of that. Um, next up, I guess this is GTA related news. Uh, Dan Houser, the co-founder of Rockstar Games, has uh, started up some sort of new company that could be involved in games. Uh, it's called Absurd Ventures in Games. Could be like an investment company. Could be a studio. Um, but uh, he's basically listed as like a creative director at this company um from the uh the documents that have been filed in the uk um they've sort of described this company as something to do with computer game design um you know software and entertainment so i guess we'll have to wait and see what this is exactly um but i'm definitely here for whatever like he has to sort of offer uh it'd absolutely it'd be, be interesting yeah I've heard, yeah, yeah. What little rumors I've seen involve some sort of GTA Online offshoot that points more towards the GTA uh, GTA RPG or GTA oh, yeah. RP experience, um, mm-hmm. and some of the other hires I've seen bandied about were pretty instrumental in GTA Online as well. So. Maybe the two brothers have split off and are racing one another mm. uh, to get to the same outcome first or something. Who knows? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I still do think it's super interesting that he's left and if he is starting a new studio that he has yeah. started a new studio. That's just, Yeah, absolutely. It, it, to me, that makes it sound like something went wrong somewhere. 100%. Yeah, they must have had some sort of split brothers fight it does happen yeah um anyway like he was he, he was the main writer right for most of those games wasn't he yeah yeah um yeah dan Hauser. Dan Houser. uh he's, yeah. he's written most of those like red ted grand theft auto max Payne, um all the gta games going back so uh yeah if you like the writing on those games it's a lot to do with Obviously not just him, but <laughs> big hand of that. Um, so yeah, obviously very interested in see what he does next, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. Let's keep yep. going here. Um, hmm. well, there's lots of news coming through. Uh, all right, next one is fucking weird. Uh, Nintendo Switch OLED model releasing in October for uh, this says 540 Australian. I'm guessing. Yep. Um, so this is not the one people were expecting uh obviously nintendo is working on a pro model which also was rumored to have a oled screen um it would be doing 4k uh, with some sort of graphics chip to enable like a dlss or a dlss equivalent a bit more powerful um this is not that this is a the current nintendo with an oled screen and a uh slightly different docking station yeah that's what they're putting out <laughs> that is it for a price yeah. that is 40 dollars dearer 
than uh, the Xbox Series S, which I have, uh, you know, before not recommended if you have the capacity to buy a Series X. I wouldn't recommend the S over the X, but uh, I would recommend the S over a fucking OLED Switch. Good fucking Lord. Are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, And, you know, you could, like... You could stream from your Xbox Series S to your phone at a higher resolution than what you play games and a better frame rate than what you play games on the Switch. So, like, obviously phone gaming isn't exactly the same as, uh, as Switch gaming, and a lot of Switch games are specifically customized to work in the Switch uh, platform, but uh, a lot of games aren't. My, uh, yeah, outside of Nintendo franchises, I don't can't think of anything on the Switch uh, that I couldn't get a decent experience out of on my phone. I Like, you know, I played the fuck out of Hollow Knight on my Switch. Uh, that'd work pretty well, streamed off an S onto my phone. Uh, that'd be fucking amazing, actually. Just get yourself a Razer Kishi for about 40 bucks, and then you've got the exact same fucking uh, output as a fucking Switch OLED. Ludicrous. Unbelievable. I cannot believe they pulled this one out. It's crazy. And people will still buy it because um, they're crazy. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, it sounds like the uh, Pro is still on track for next year. That was always the sort of rumor. Um, right. I guess that makes it more obvious as to why it hasn't been announced yet because they were waiting to announce this other thing for people to buy. I suppose. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Robocop Rogue City is coming out in 2023. This is from the creators of Terminator Resistance that got a um, yeah, a lot of love behind it. I never played it, but I heard it was, it was all right. I've, so, I've heard really good things. Nate has tried to convince me to play it a couple of times. Uh, yeah. If it had gone on sale in, in this... Oh, it is on sale. Holy fuck. It's 34 bucks at 40% off. That's why I've never played it. Because it goes for 50 fucking $7. They're out of their fucking minds. That is yeah, far too expensive. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Eh. Um, yeah. Robocop's pretty cool. I would play a game. Yep. From those guys at Robocop. Robocop. Uh, I saw this trailer for uh, Alien Fireteam. Oh, yeah. They changed the name, right? Yeah, still. Every time they put a trailer out for this thing and they don't show the actual game, it has me worried because I'm like, why are they not showing the game? Um, <laughs> I guess we'll wait and see on that one bit. I'm, yep. Uh, looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, licensed it's- games. And the last piece of news here we've got is Dota 2 related. Uh, I'm assuming this is about the international. It says, we are thrilled to announce the international 10 Dota 2 championships will be held this October in Bucharest, Romania. Um, So this is after they had issues with uh, getting the event in Sweden hosted after uh, them shutting down and uh, not recognizing, I guess, esports athletes as athletes. And then not allowing, uh, I guess, the possibility of not allowing some of these people into the country. And so they tried to work something out with the Swedish government. Didn't happen. And instead found somewhere else in uh, in Europe that could cater to them. Um, $40 million prize pool kicking off October 12th. 
uh, on the main stage. Uh, group run will be October 7 to 10. Uh, Dota's back. This will be like after a year break, basically. Yeah, excited? pretty much. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to fucking... I'm definitely going to watch. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight because, you know, Anna's retired again. But uh, I'm just excited to watch high-quality Dota. It's just exciting. The the show they put on is always fucking fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's uh, uh, the same weekend as PAX Australia, apparently. Uh, yeah, I still don't is- think PAX Australia is going forward, but... Sure. Not at the fucking well, like the the rate we're going at the moment in Sydney, uh, nobody from New South Wales will be going to it. We are not having a fucking good run, but um, yeah. Hopefully, Pax yeah. goes ahead, and hopefully, people can find like what what times would this be on? It'd basically be you're three months, right? October. No, I mean, what time of the day? Oh. These it'll, are usually it'll on... start fucking early, eh? Yeah, yeah, really early. This will be like fucking 10 p.m. through to yeah. This will be a nightmare run for Aussies watching. This is the worst possible outcome, I think, for Aussies trying to watch Dota. But uh, that's okay. We got to get the fucking the bad run at some point. It's been pretty fucking good for most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. it'll be better, really. I can just watch the vods. Yeah, odds are good because like, you just skip. Yeah, just <laughs> jump ahead. Yeah, uh, watch it in the watch it in the app as well, and you can skip ahead to uh, in the app in the game. It's uh, as well, and you can just skip ahead to when you when you see stuff on the timeline when stuff's actually happening. <laughs> kills, mm. <laughs> just go watch the kills. Um, but yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I'm glad it's on. It's pretty much all I got. Yeah, yeah. Exciting. Uh, you, I get to watch yeah, some Dota. Yeah. Find find what's changed because I have no idea. It's uh, I'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while since I watched a, a bunch of Dota. All right, there you go. That's the news. That is everything there. A uh, lot going on. Interesting week. Have we got any questions at all? We do have a question. Baz Excellent. has written in. Baz has written in. He says, hey guys, Luke, are you playing cop simulator games so you know how the local law enforcement feels like when they react violently to a similar situation? Oh my lord. Uh, The whole time you described tasing the poor lady, you were laughing maniacally. (laughs) Even claimed the lady was running, so you tased her. Was she really running? Was there even a pocket knife? Be honest. This is a fantastic question. I'm glad Baz asked it. Luke? She was running. Yeah. Yeah. Was she? Uh, yeah, she was running, had a pocket knife. Uh, I wasn't going to do anything about a knife. I assume you can probably carry a knife around like a pocket knife. I don't know. No, no right. need to run. You might have got a, a uh, like a, I don't know, verbal warning or a ticket for having it. I don't even know if you can. But the moment she ran, that's when you get the taser out. That's, so that's when that's you get happens. the fucking, the zap. You get the zapper. Yeah. Exactly. Do the big Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, it is funny in cop games how, f- like, how comical resorting to over the top violence is. I just remember playing the SWAT games, and you'd yep. always, always go way too far in those <laughs> games. 
You know, it's just so much better when you do. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I haven't, I haven't jumped in to play more, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens when they keep updating that game. I'll yep. pop in every once in a while. Um, all right, was that Find it? Find out more ways to persecute but basically innocent people who happen to be jogging. Well, yeah, I want to... I want Jogging while like holding a, a knife. Break the back of someone's, like, brake light, you know? Oh, yeah. Bust you the came light. into the wrong neighborhood. Oh, can't <laughs> can't do the rest of that. Right. It's It feels too bad in my heart. It's <laughs> so nasty. It's such a shitty thing to do to a person. Mm. Maybe, maybe go for Rambo instead. Would you want to be okay. the cop? Who who tells John Rambo that he can't hitchhike through your town? Would you want to do that? I don't. I don't know. Mm. Right, because next thing you know, you're drawing first blood. Nothing goes well after that. It's all downhill from there. Dangerous. Yep. Anyway. All right. Thanks for the questions. Uh, before we Speaking wrap up, over top over the top cops. Do you know what I'm going to watch this weekend? Lethal Over Weapon. Oh, okay, yeah, going back. Yeah, I'm going back. Uh, Do all of them? All the all four, or just the first one? Just the first one, I think. Uh, yeah, I reckon. Uh, I haven't watched it in fucking forever. Um, Shane Black wrote it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I I was I was reminiscing about Shane Black films. I haven't watched Lethal Weapon fucking yonks. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. He he did more than, like didn't didn't he write all of them as well? Uh, I know he did one. Did he do the rest? Mm, Can you? Are, are we going to blame him for? Lethal the fourth one was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, are we going to? Is that is that at his feet? I don't think yeah. so. Uh, no, he didn't. Three he didn't wasn't him. The first two. Three wasn't him. Right, and he didn't do four. Yeah. He wrote four. Who's to blame? Channing Gibson. Fucking Channing. Is he related to Mel? Do you think? I don't know. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Oh, he wrote... There you go. Channing Gibson has written such films as Lethal Weapon 4, Cradle to the Grave. Okay. Walking Tall. Hmm. Uh, Richard Donner. That's why. Oh, because Richard Donner passed away. Right. That's why. Yep. Right. That's why I was thinking about Lethal Weapon. My bad. Yeah. All right. There you go. Is that your weekly plug for this week, Job? No. My weekly plug this week is head to IGN.com to check out my interview slash preview with uh, Ben Marinan, the creative director on Phantom Abyss. Um which should hopefully be live this week, week, but mm-hmm. I never know when anything goes up. So, um, yeah, should be. I don't know. Keep an eye on IGN for that. It's a pretty good fucking write-up, I reckon. I, I did pretty well. The interview was good. Ben's an awesome guy. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Put together a good nice. piece. What about you? What do you got? I don't have anything. Uh, what what do you I'll recommend. I can recommend a movie that I, yep. I watched. What? Uh, watched what, last night. I watched No Sudden Move, oh, yeah, the I latest uh, Steven Soderbergh film. I hmm. uh, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as his last one I watched. No, 
Well, that's not true. The last one I watched of his was terrible. Um, Logan Lucky was the last good one that I've watched oh, right. from yep. him. But basically, if you like heist films, uh, like Logan Lucky, or he did uh, a bunch of the Ocean series, right? Three of those. Um, yep. Did he three? Yeah. Yeah, I curious. <laughs> yeah, he did three. Um, no Sudden Move is basically a uh, very much heist heist movie as well, like gangsters and mobsters and that sort of thing. Um, yep. Except he uses this fucking terrible lens. Oh, the oh, fucking fisheye lens. What the fuck? At, like, at what point did someone not say, hey, this isn't working? Or like, This looks like shit. This looks this like shit. everything yeah. like garbage. Like you've recorded the like the entire film off off a hubcap or something. Well, he's like up a to- skateboarder. Like Tony Hawk's going to rock up halfway through. <laughs> like grind <laughs> the top of this guy's car. Grinspoon starts playing in the background. You're like, fuck yeah, here we go. Let's see it, Cheetle. Pop a fucking yeah. ollie, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Let's go. Your next, your next Benicio. Let's go. Do <laughs> a kickflip. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yep. I think I dropped it like half a star because of that fucking camera. Um, but otherwise, I thought, I thought it was a fun film. Yeah, that was um, pretty good. And uh, Fear Street Part One came out last week as well, which was right. A good campy horror film um on netflix so there you go that's my my wife and i watched a quiet place and a quiet place two back to back all right uh that is a good pair of films to watch back to back the second one starts basically directly after the first so it works yeah. um, nice. my big takeaway uh silly murphy is so much better at acting than John Krasinski. <laughs> it's it's really rough because I thought I thought Jim was good in the first movie. I thought he did a good mm. job. Jim, yeah, but Jim from now on, yeah. But Scarecrow in the second one basically plays the exact same role, mm. and he is so much fucking better at it. And it's like, oh my god! Like Jim does that, like that fucking. I'm really sad. Oh, things haven't worked out. You're like, Jim, mate. You look like you just found out your boss. Your like the fucking sons got through the finals, and you're really sad about that. That's how you look. You look sad that your favorite sports team didn't make it through the next round of the playoffs. That's your version of the scene. Cillian Murphy, on the other hand, looks like like you literally just shot his dog in front of him. Like and you made him watch. And he looks and and then you said and I am gonna kill your wife, but if you don't act the fuck out of this scene, I'm gonna make it real fucking painful for her. And and then he's like God, no, not like this. Please, fuck. God. And, and also the fucking... sons didn't make it in. And also the... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, staggering. He's so much better. It's mm-hmm. rough. Poor old Jim. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Jim both good films, though. Yep. All right, yeah. there you go. That is the show for this week. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all places you get podcasts from. You can find us under the Gap or the GA Podcast. Uh, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us. Uh, if you would like to send us questions, you can do do so on our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, you can jump in there, leave questions, uh, play 
Dead by Daylight, please, 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 um, please, please. please. Other games, please. whatever's going We're on, people here. playing things. We'll just chat, chat with other people. Good times. Yep. Um, you can also go to our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. Watch the podcast in video form. Um, or you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com, find links to all those things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. And that is all thanks to our Patreon members. They help keep the website running and the podcast going. If you'd like to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a recurring member. Uh, and uh, thank you to everyone that does it every month. We thank you so much. Your support. You that are the is best. It's for this week. Um, yes. Yeah. Went longer than what I thought it was. We got through it. Three hours yeah. on the dot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next well week, done. special guest. Uh, I won't be here, but I'll be back after that. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a fun show without me. Hopefully not too fun, because that'd be sad, but we'll get uh, through it. <laughs> who the fuck do you think is the special guest? There's no special guest. It's a solo Jobo show. Don't worry about it. I thought it. you got someone lined up for fantastic. next week. Next week. Nah. Oh, it fell through. You upset I, I, I kicked him off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No need. Not about it. I don't need it. I don't need the crutch. Yeah. It's just going to be me. Fair enough. Being, being angry about PUBG. <laughs> yeah, uninstalling PUBG for the fourth time that week. Looking forward to hearing about it. All right. That is it. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.